Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. On 9-11, our nation made a commitment to never forget. Since then, it's been the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honoring those words with action. So many people gave their lives while saving others on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers carries forward that legacy of courage and heroism by honoring our country's military and first responder heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. This ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores. I am one of the hosts of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and other host of this show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? So here we are, man, episode six. Ooh. And we got some some big news, man. Um, so we got, I got a message a while back from Unhinged Sports Network, which is trying to build, like, I guess, an XM radio. I'm not, I don't know why I say I'm guessing. Um, but they're trying, their goal is to, create an XM radio station. And so they've been trying to recruit all these podcasts. Right, right. And they're looking for a soccer podcast. And so they've been listening to us. They think we got some good stuff, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly pleased to hear that. You know, it's always good to hear that. It's always doing good, good things. to hear the positive. Right? It's it's constructive criticism. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to say I'm, I'm, I'm my worst critic, critic you know, because like I try to like see what we can do better and, and all that. But it does feel good to hear other people say that the show's been good. So, um, and I mean, <laughs> who, who would have thought the episode it was Save Gunnersaurus was going to be the one? Hey, <laughs> I also have some good news on that aspect. I don't know if you've heard, and I'm, I know you have because you're the Arsenal fan here, but Ozil. Is the man of the people. He's the man. I know, man. The guy that's getting out by, by Arsenal is the one that saves the he people. He saves Gunasaurus. So, shout, like, shout out to Ozil for that. Yes, but but going, back to, so going back to Unhinged Sports Network. So they are a growing uh, network. And so they wanted to put us in their network because they want a soccer podcast. Um, and, you know, after discussing it with Edward and discussing it with Spencer, our, our producer. Um, we decided that this was the right move to do. You know, we're trying to build something here, trying to gain more, gain more of an audience. And I think that this is the right way to go. So we're, we're really excited about joining Unhinged Sports Network. 
Um, and hopefully we can live up to what they're expecting from us. So we hope to do you proud, guys. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do you guys proud. But aside from that, man, update on Spencer, man. So, oh, that's right. <laughs> so Spencer, you know, obviously we decided to recruit some teams on him. Funny enough, I think neither one of us picked a team. I mean, I picked Bayern Munich, which I do support Bayern Munich. I don't, I can't say I'm a Bayern Munich fan. I right, support right. the club, but I definitely would say if Real Madrid play Bayern Munich, I'm probably going to root for Real Madrid. Of course, even but, though you already know what the situation would be. Right now, <laughs> well, with the help of the refs, I'm pretty sure I do. Oh, Real Madrid's oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I, Hey, I know that there's moments where Real Madrid, where the ref kind of comes into play for them. So yeah, so uh, yeah. Hey, Real Madrid wins with luck, but also with helps of the referees. I, I can admit the VAR. that. Var. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But but anyways, so you know, we we gave Spencer some some teams that we thought, hey, this would be a really good team for you to support, especially as he's trying to uh, develop a more understanding of the game of soccer, which he's learning a lot from us. Yeah. Um, uh, and so. You know, I asked him, hey, could you give me an update? And his words were that he was going to support Atlantico Madrid, which I looked That's everywhere. That's exactly how he spelled it. Which I'm trying to look all over the internet to figure out who the fuck Atlantico Madrid is. Um, and then I realized that he meant Atlantico Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Spence. It's all which good. Which is really it's cool. Good. It's really cool because, all right, so you're a Barcelona fan. I'm a Real Madrid fan. If Spencer likes Atlantico Madrid, there is the triangle of of the three team, the three headed horse. Basically, that, yeah, the, the the three top teams of the league. Exactly, it's pretty cool. So I think it's a, I think it's perfect for us. Um, he did say also an up and coming team. Don't know what that means. Uh, it uh, could be any of the up and coming teams that we mentioned because we both mentioned we mentioned Atalanta, which I thought I considered an up and coming team. Um, Leeds United, Leeds United is another up and coming. That team. That was the one that I was like, oh, Brentford, and oh, like all excited so, about Costa. So we'll give you guys an update on the up and coming team, but we know for sure that Spencer will be supporting Atletico Madrid. Um, so I think it's going to be pretty interesting. That's pretty, it's going to be pretty interesting. We could probably have some bets on the side and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, we'll definitely be figuring out something when it comes to rivalry days. So, oh yeah, so, especially yours, the Madrid Derby, the Madrid Derby. But then, I mean, obviously Barcelona Real Madrid is the bigger of the rivalries. I think Barcelona and Atletico is well right it's now. getting there. Yeah, it's getting. I mean, there. well now with, with Luis Suarez and Griezmann both playing for the once yeah, playing for that, both teams, it's gonna be Suarez is gonna play with his heart for damn sure right now. If yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get to, to we'll get to Suarez pretty shortly. But uh, I'll, you know, like I said, Spencer has been trying to gain a better understanding of of soccer, and he ends up kind of. Just throwing out a question there, like, and, and I think you can probably be the best person to answer this question since you're a Euro snob. But why do people not watch the MLS? Uh, that, that's funny because um, we were just about to talk about that. And I personally think it's just the gameplay style. Uh, the players themselves, um, they, they basically have more of uh, more speed, more agility, more chemistry, even though they may be from different countries whatsoever. It's just, it's the gameplay style that they're adapting to over there. And I feel like the training over there is more, uh, more adaptable than if they come over here. This is like, I guess you'd call it basic. I'm, I'm not trying to down talk MLS. I'm really not. You, you kind of are. No, though. but I'm not trying to. It's just, you got to compare it. Our facilities, like here just, in the just US. Just out of curiosity, 
When was the last time you watched an MLS match? Uh, two hours later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, because well, as a, as an MLS fan myself, I think the game has changed a lot, and I think oh, the, no, the notion of right. of the game being slower in the MLS, I think, is, is completely false. I'm not saying that you're you're wrong or anything like that, but I do think. I, I see where it needs work because I can I can give you a long laundry list of everything I find wrong with the MLS. Oh yeah, but here's here's the trick. This is this is where I was getting to at my point. Um, in the MLS, I feel like if there's a one little mistake, that one mistake, just like in the big leagues, it will cost you. It's just the big teams in Europe: Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. They can adapt to a situation in a snap of a finger. They can do the counterattack with like five people. I mean, you've seen it happen. I mean, remember the, uh, I mean, the PSG that uh, versus Barcelona. Barcelona was down by, I don't know, uh, what, I can't remember exactly four or five goals, six goals. I think it was like five, four, four, four goals. And then at the last moment, the uh, Sergio Roberto scored. But if you notice, he came all the way from the back and he kept going, he kept going. I'm not going to say... Wasn't that off a set piece? No, no, no. It was a counterattack. No, it was a free kick. No. All the way from the back? I'm pretty sure it was a free kick. It was a free kick. It started all the way from the back. I'm telling you, how else do you think Sergio Roberto ended up in the in the, in the front? Because it, the... it was a free kick. It was a set piece. Was it? Oh, you're right. I'm tripping. Well, for okay, one, that's one, a wide open pass. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, no, but the one I'm thinking about, I don't know why. The one I'm thinking about is Real Madrid when Messi scored and he took off his shirt and started, you know, flashing his number. Oh, the, the, I mean, I'm not trying. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, that's a very iconic moment yeah. of, the, of the goat that but, is Messi. But, but, but think about it. That counterattack right there made them go in front. Uh, and that basically was the goal. I, 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 I get was what it. you're saying there. I, I do. Because in MLS, I have yet to see a counterattack of that caliber or, or, or once, once again remotely. I feel like you haven't really watched an MLS game like that um and I'm not saying that I clearly I understand your reason you know obviously you're 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 a working father of two twin boys <laughs> and, and so I have to watch the highlights like a caveman but but besides that man you you just never really watch the MLS or nor do you really have like that wanting that passion that wanting you mean to the passion watch. that I have for watching the European leagues yeah, I think that's what it is because I think um, the the problem is is that uh, I find so interesting is that there's people that are willing to wake up super early, and I mean I'm I'm one of those people. I'm willing to wake up super early in the morning to watch Arsenal play against Wolverhampton. And, well, oh, yeah. I mean now that's actually a really good matchup. Now this is a terrible example. <laughs> uh, Arsenal versus Cardiff City. Like I will wake up early in the morning to go watch the, not not to go, but to go to to watch the game um, on the telly on the telly. And, but the reason why I'm willing to do that is because there's just a love of, of of the game for it. And I don't think you get that really with the MLS. I understand that there's teams like Atlanta United, I think, have done a really good job of of how they've built the city with the team. Like you have the rappers that, you know, you have like Waka Flocka Flame. You have uh, T- not T-Pain, maybe <laughs> T-Pain. Uh, <laughs> You have Waka Flocka, you have Ludacris, you have uh, Lil John. Everybody like supporting Atlanta, Atlanta United, and you, you, you. I mean, they fill up Mercedes Benz Stadium. That's the stadium for the Atlanta Falcons, and they fill up that stadium for Atlanta United. And so, 
they were able, and I also liked what they did, which was they they built soccer fields around the city of Atlanta. So they had that's good. Wait, so one thing I'll say, I'll throw out there: Dynamo fans, look, I get it, I get it that this team has done terrible things with with management and all those things. But when people, so the Dynamo, they did the same thing. They decided to build mini pitches all across the city of Houston. Yeah, and everybody shitted on it. Oh, because they're like, why do we need mini pitches? We do need mini pitches because if you want to grow soccer, you got to get people play soccer. That's just the way it is. And when you, let's face it, when you and me, when we wanted to play soccer, what we had to do, either play in the street or go find a, a patch of grass and just play there. Yeah. It's, and the patch of grass was actually connected to either a, a baseball diamond, the one right there by the school, or even the tennis courts. Yeah. Playing indoor like there, like that style. And, and, and so that, like, we had to find a place to play. And that, sometimes it would be really inconvenient because we would be ruining other people's day in the park or trying or, to play soccer. Or plastic bottle on the way Or we play with a plastic bottle. <laughs> and all those things. But you ha- now you have these mini pitches. Like, I mean, it's all across the city of Houston. So where if you're near one, it's very convenient. You can go and play there. Um, some of the Dino fans were, were, were not like... I understand the frustration because obviously you want them to sign a marquee player. And I think... People don't understand that that is a different budget. It's not like they use the same budget <laughs> to go, you know. Yeah, this is, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel terrible for taking a shot at, at a dynamo like that, but it's just true. You need people to build, to be behind the team. And obviously, the Houston Dynamo is a prime example, a team that once had a amazing, uh, audience of, like fans would go to the Dynamo games. They had a great attendance. They, well, not great, but they, good attendance. They actually wanted to go see Brian Ching, doing the Rosario. Like they wanted to People see. People wanted to go. They wanted and that to was see even, even after, uh, Brian, even, well, Brian Ching was still with the team, but I mean, like when it was more now, uh, Brad Davis, uh, um, oh, yeah. Andrew Drive, a young Boniac Garcia, those guys, you still, like BVA Stadium was very full when they first came into that stadium. That, as a matter of fact, that was one of the biggest home field advantages at one point in the MLS. But then as the team, you know, switched over to the new ownership with Gabriel Brenner, um, obviously attendance has dropped and, and all these things. And I understand that the ownership is going to be a major problem for the Houston Dynamo. And I stand with, I stand with all those fans, but when they do things with community outreach, that's where I can't complain. And if people complain about community outreach, then you're the part of the problem as to why MLS isn't growing. Because you need to reach your community. You need to, if you want people to become fans of the Dynamo, you have to reach out to your community. That's just 101, just basic stuff to understand that. But kind of going back to why people don't, I just don't think that there's that fandom there. Because I mean, obviously, it's the U.S. We know what sport rules the U.S. And that's right, American football. No, baseball. Bas- I can, I'll honestly say basketball, basketball right now yeah. jumps over baseball right now. And it's not so much, I mean, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm not trying to get into baseball, but uh, <laughs> it's very, it's, it, but baseball is just, it's a very old school mentality. Like the ways it, so it's not all about flash. And I think that's what kills baseball is that there's still that old mentality of baseball that kind of ruins it. But I, mean, I, I, what was it? Buy me some cracker. Well, no, you can keep. You can take me out to the ballgame. You can keep that song. But I'm just like, it, it's just not, it's not fun. Like they, they try to make baseball not fun and that's how you lose fans. But I think baseball has gotten fun, especially when you watch Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, so baseball's getting fun. You're seeing these young players that are having fun out there, flipping bats and all that. But then you have the old school people that are like, 
oh, I don't stand for this. This is wrong. Like, so, but anyways, going back to the MLS, let's, let's, <laughs> you're, you're trying to get me into a tangent I, that I'm not trying to get to. Anything, but all right. <laughs> um, you're one, you're not the, you're not the popular sport in your country. Right. And then there's that two, you, people view it as a lesser product. And I thing is the issue is that with the MLS, there's a salary cap. So there's no, I mean, there's ways to go around it. Obviously you have the designated players, blah, blah, blah. Which it, the whole setup for MLS is just confusing as hell. The season is very, the, the, for me, the season is confusing as hell, bec- not because of the way it is. It's just the fact that it's frustrating when the league doesn't go along with the international breaks. So it, like, I mean, like we saw this past, this past weekend, right? You had international games going on and then you had MLS still going. You had MLS still going it, on. And I understand for the situation right now with, with, with the whole COVID-19 stuff. Yeah. But that's always, that's always been a thing. It's always been like, like that during the World Cup. MLS was still playing. Yeah. How are you playing during the freaking World Cup? How are you playing during the Gold Cup? Majority of your players play in those tournaments. Well, not all of them, but I mean, you still have a handful of players that play in those tournaments, but then you're screwing, you're screwing your teams because they don't have their best. Because clearly, if they make the World Cup, they make an international roster, they're clearly a good player. So you're hurting your own product by... The, so I think the scheduling is a big issue. I'm I'm fine with this with this with the setup. Like you can have playoffs and all that. Um I think at one point you're gonna have to start figuring out promotion relegation. You're gonna if you especially with how how you're constantly trying to expand and you're adding new teams and all that, eventually you're gonna have to talk about promotion relegation, which is something the fans have wanted for such a long time. Um you have all these actually like you have all these second division teams. That are actually, I think, have a chance to actually be in the MLS, but you know, I, I feel like they need to find out, find a way to talk with USL and any other leagues that are here in the US. Like, find a way to talk to them and and build it because I mean, you have plenty of teams right already as it is. Actually, some of the teams that that are are joining the MLS are actually originally USL teams, anyways. But I think it just works out better if you find a way because. You need promotion relegation. I think it'll make things more exciting. It makes it more more spicier, and it also, I guess you could say, it kind of puts a little fire underneath the players. Behind, yeah, there's that. You know. I'm not a fan of the MLS draft. I think the MLS draft is by far the most pointless thing that there is. Because uh, um, why am I drafting a 22 year old? Don't look at me. Like, what what do I gain? Look, mo- all the guys that we've talked about that are like up and coming talent. 16, 17, 18, yeah. 20, 20. None of them are even 21 yet. I think Weston McKinney might be turning 21 soon, but. Yeah, he, I think he is. But, but yeah, but. But still, none of these kids are 22 years old. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, bash on anybody that chooses to play college soccer. Like, I mean, if you're going to go get your education, go get your education. That's great. But the issue with me is that you're behind the curve. Why am I drafting you? Why should I draft you? Why should I waste? time scouting you if I'm not even going to use... Most of these guys don't even play that much. Yeah, yes, there's a right. few a few occasions. Like, Jordan Morris is the, is the exception to the rule. But, to me, the issue is, it's just... It, it, you're just forcing us to get people. And, and, and sometimes you don't... You, these guys don't make it. And, and it's, once again, you're behind the curve. And, and what's, what sucks is, like, um, like you say, we're behind the curve. We end up drafting, not even drafting, but like, you know, buying players overseas that are basically on their way out. You know, like they're basically like, all right, I'm going to go to the MLS 
just to show, you know, what I got, what I learned in, you know, the EPL, in La Liga, in Serie A. Like, you know, they, they're they players who... And then that's the other thing, though. Now you're labeled the retirement league because you yeah. have all these... You, got, you had these, Andrea Pirlo. You had Pirlo. You had Wayne Rooney. David Villa. You had... Um, Zlatan. Zlatan. And he's still playing. He's still playing in the freaking uh, Italian league. Oh, and dude. he bashed MLS whenever he had chance. Oh, yeah. But he pointed out so many things. Like, the, the academy system. How flawed the academy... Because kids have... They have to pay to play for the academy. Which is... They have to pay tuition. In, in Europe, it's like the opposite. Like, they'll be like, hey, we'll take care of your tuition. We'll take care of your schooling. Because you're an investment. You're an investment. They're investing in you. So why should... Because here's you know, the crazy thing. You have... And I mean, FC Dallas is probably one of the few academies that I will praise. Because I mean, a lot of the guys that come out of there... Chris Richards, the current place for Bayern Munich, was an FC yeah. Dallas product. Weston McKinney, FC Dallas product. So FC Dallas has does it the right way. But the issue is that you don't see many other teams that use their academy system. Or at least use it right. You just you finally start to see that Dynamo kind of use it, but kind of not really there yet. I like how you just kind of like... Well, because think about it. Memo Rodriguez is really like their first actual legitimate... Academy. They had Tyler Derrick, but I really don't count him. But I mean, Memo Rodriguez is really the first academy product that has been successful with the team. Yeah, that's right. And so, and I mean, now you're seeing more academy players coming out. Like, I mean, the Dynamo just signed a 15-year-old uh, to the first team. So, I mean, like, they're making moves, but like, not all these teams are doing the, those same moves because they're going out there. And, and especially now, because it's all about now buying these young players from South America. Because, you yeah, know, Ezekiel uh, Barco, you saw uh, Pitti Martinez, you saw... Uh, uh, Rodriguez from from uh, LAFC, and also not even not even South America, but like also Mexico, like Central America as well. Like, well, not, and now you're seeing guys from Liga MX coming in. You saw, yeah, you see Edison Flores, you see uh, Pulido. So you're seeing more guys from Liga MX coming in to play in the MLS as well. So you're seeing team, you're seeing some some different some different approaches now. Like, and that's what I like to see. But the issue is right now it's still growing. They're still trying to build it. Um, and once again, it's just, I just think that people see the league for what it is. It's just like, oh, it's just not entertaining for me. And, you know, clearly Europe is better. And I think one of the bigger issues is that there is a salary cap in MLS, whereas in Europe, literally the rich get richer by buying all these guys, the guys that can afford to do this. Um, I think here, if you think about a team that can make those big moves, it's, it's LA Galaxy. And lately they haven't been able to work those things out in a while. I mean, Zlatan was a great, idea, but clearly just didn't work to full fruition because the yeah. fact is all you had was Satan and the rest of the guys were were okay to good. Yeah, because I mean, you basically had Satan and Satan was like, he became the face of LA Galaxy for a while and then the rest were just like supporting cast members while he was basically uh, and he really needed some help. Like, I mean, he, he needed did. some help. He did. I mean, that's the thing. Even at his age, but he's still at a high caliber and he's got the players to play uh, with him and to actually give him a good supporting uh, cat or like supporting players to, so, to do so what he my does. Reason, so I guess my to sum all this thing up, because I think we've gone pretty far with this, is my Maybe. issue My issue with the MLS, and I think the reason why people don't watch the MLS is it's just like, one, I don't think the product is at least up to par with, uh, Europe, but I definitely, well, at least the, the top flight of Europe, I, th- I think you can say MLS can compete with an EFL championship side. Yeah. Um, I think for sure. Um, I, th- you know, with Liga MX, I mean, 
they 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 still they can't even be a Liga MX team. Yeah. So that's I think one if they're able to do that, I think you'll be able to get some respect from the Liga MX fans. Like you got you got you got the Liga MX teams beating like Boca Junior, Santos, and stuff. And I mean, you got to think about it. That's like because uh, I mean, Neymar came out. If you can't even Neymar's if you can't even beat if you can't even beat a team in Liga MX, I highly doubt you can beat a team that. Because I mean, even Monterrey can compete with Liverpool. Oh yeah. I mean, not, they're not going to win, but they compete with Liverpool. Um, the people respect Liga MX because also one thing, and I'll and I'll, I'll highlight this the most: Liga MX develops Mexican talent. Oh yeah. When like yes, MLS has American players, but I rather have the guys that are playing in Europe play for the U.S. Men's National Team than any of the MLS guys. Maybe Paxton Pomacall is one name that I will think of, but. Well, I mean, obviously, Aronson as well, but he's going to Salzburg, RB yeah. Salzburg. So, I mean, Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris is the exception to the rule. I think. I think he's like the exception to every rule. Like he's still MLS, but he's actually pretty I, good. I mean, the kid knew what he wanted to do. I yeah. think, uh, uh, you know, Jerk. I mean, Jurgen Klinsman was trying to get uh, Jermaine Jones to talk him into going to 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 Germany because he actually had an offer from. I believe it was Werder Bremen. I think so. And, or Wolfsburg, one of the green teams. Yeah. Um, that, that he got an offer for to play for one of them. And he said, no, you know, um, my parents got me a place in Seattle. You know, I can live with my girlfriend and, and they're going to give me a dog. That was literally the quote that, I mean, you know what? He, 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 he believed in himself. Yeah. He had like a, and he's been a consistently good player. And I mean, he's been, the kid was playing in Stafford and was already playing with the U.S. men's national team. So that has to tell you something about, yeah. about how good Jordan Morris was. Like I said, exceptions to the rule. That kid was clearly talented. I think he can go to Europe and compete. Yeah. It's up to him. I think he likes the situation in Seattle. Um, but honestly, people like to say that he's Landon Donovan 2.0. No, I think he's significantly better than Landon Donovan. He, could, he could actually make it in everything. He can actually win a game in everything. He could actually make the starting lineup in, yeah. in, in, in a team in Europe. Landon Donovan just never had a good, successful run in Europe. Um, clearly, as to, that's why I always call him a career MLS player. <laughs> um, but the issue with the MLS is, is just it's so complicated. They make it complicated when it should just be simple. And I think that's one thing that you just can't get fans. If, they, if fans can't understand the league, I don't think people can really like the league. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's that's how I feel. Because, I mean, think about it. When you're hearing target allocation money, allocation money, like, why do you, general allocation money, target allocation, why do you make all these things so complicated? Can it, Can I go buy the player? Yes or no? Yeah. Do I have to, exactly. Why am I trading? Like, let me just buy the player. Like, let's stop. Like, I get that America needs to do things the American way, but clearly it doesn't work. Not, not when it comes to uh, like if anything, soccer. the fact that we lost to Trinidad and Tobago in the World Cup qualifiers and not made the World Cup last oh, World Cup God. should have indicated like, hey man, we should probably change some things up because we're not doing a good thing. If if we're the country that's stacked with athletes, we dominate the Olympics. We dominate. People want to play in the NBA. People want to play in the MLB. We got a guy from Germany wanting to play in the NFL. I don't think he yeah. continued to play in the NFL, but people want to play in our leagues in others. The NWSL, people, girls want to play in the NWSL. I mean, yeah, that, um, that's a good, that's a good. Uh, you got league. England, like, oh, we need to figure out what the end. They're trying to figure out what the NWSL is doing. England, England, the, the well, I don't know what they call the EPL version of of the, for women, but they're trying to figure out what the NWSL is doing. 
Yeah. That's got to tell you something when they're doing something right. Everything, the women are winning the World Cups. Something has to tell you, like, okay, well, we're probably not doing something right. Yeah, that's true. And I'm actually, I'd be honest, as a, as you call me so lovingly, uh, what is it? European snob. Euro snob. Euro snob. Um, I, I actually would be more excited to watch, uh, women's match than, um, MLS men's match. Like, honestly, like I'd be more, cause I've seen some of the, some of the girls, they have that skill, that touch, dude. I'm like, I mean, look at the Houston dash right now. Deadly. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say it like this, but I, I would want to watch a Houston dash game over a dynamo game. I don't blame you. I, I'm on the same boat with you. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to start rocking dash gear more than I wear dynamo gear at this point. <laughs> uh, well. More power to you. Just make sure you don't you don't buy yourself a medium or a large. No, I, I got my XLs. I actually do have dash gear. Okay. Like, I literally okay. legitimately Sounds do good. have that. Sounds good. I, I, just, buy, a, I just bought an NWSL tech. hoodie too. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to wearing that. There you go. So no, but I'm just saying though, like the MLS. I understand. I can see why people don't watch it. I'm going to be supportive of it because obviously this is a league in my country, and that's why I want to support it as well. Um, the Houston Dynamo is actually a team here in Houston. I want to support the Houston Dynamo. Yeah. So, I got reasons to want to be a fan of it, but then I can understand why people don't want to watch the MLS and why they don't want to watch the Dynamo because the fact is, it's just the product just doesn't seem as alluring. I wonder, I wonder how many people hate me because I'm, I'm a Euro star. I, I don't think they necessarily hate you for it. I think everybody kind of understands that like MLS just is I mean, that's the thing. Stop comparing the MLS to Europe. I think that's one thing that needs to be, that's, that's what needs to be ended. But two, the MLS doesn't help. The MLS doesn't help themselves. Like, help me help you by there making you your product more attracting. Get, bring up some American players. Yeah. Like, like my only selling point to you for right now for the Houston Dynamo is that we got Memo Rodriguez and then this 15-year-old that's up and coming, and they actually did finally get the, the Argentinian player that they oh, were nice. battling with Sutherland. There you go. <laughs> Which I still can't believe that they had to compete with Sutherland for this guy. Uh, there was a point where this kid's like, hmm, Division Division 3 in England, MLS. Someone had to weigh those options to me. <laughs> to me, that's baffling. That's, that's bad. That's bad. So MLS and representatives of MLS, y'all are listening. Come on. You got to step it up, bro. Seriously, man. Seriously. But anyways, let's get going with some headlines, man. And we'll start things off with uh Spencer's favorite player, Luis Suarez. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is his I don't think it's his favorite player. Bro, say what? <laughs> I mean he's a Atlantico Madrid fan now, so <laughs> Atlantico Madrid. Atlantico Madrid. He's a fan <laughs> no, of Atlantico Madrid. And I mean Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is their newest son. <laughs> hey, but he's been he's been playing good. I yeah. mean you can't so, can so obviously he's currently on international duty with with Uruguay and in an interview he decides to finally kind of let us in on what happened in the final weeks of his time at Barcelona um, from what he said in the interview was that he was just being treated very poorly he was actually being isolated from the club um, that's very sad to hear to the point where he he broke down to tears like he was miserable in Barcelona and I was actually reading that um, he they, they were basically separating him from Messi like instead of them being able to train together, like they were putting him, like you said, isolation. But you know, you would think isolation means alone. No, they would basically make him practice with some other people, and then they would put Messi somewhere else. And then usually them two, they get along amazingly. 
So for, for them to do that, and to him, after everything he's given, just like how Messi said on that tweet, which, you know, you so said right now that Messi is no longer, he's going to stop tweeting about that and he's just going to keep playing. Um, but yeah, it's it's very, it's, it's, it kind of, as a, as a Barcelona fan, it kind of hurts. Because I mean, that just tells you about the, I don't think it's the culture of Barcelona, it's no. just the culture of Joseph. Yeah, the, the, the basically, he's like a little kid. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you're going to want to make a, you know, we're going to make you miserable. Like, it's kind of like having that, um, and that I think, little I think the reason why they were going to, while they were trying to get rid of Suarez was because obviously of all the money that he'd be owing the team. But, I mean, he, he got out of Barcelona. Like, he was able to, they, I think they bought him out or something like that. Yeah. And he was able to go freely to whoever he wanted. And obviously, he went to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. I but mean, I, I mean, I, I think any team would have been lucky to have him because he he still has that striker mentality, that strike, that poacher, and I mean, he's still deadly. Oh, he's he can he can still ball. I mean, I knew uh, that a team in that one of the top five teams was going to get him. Um, didn't expect Atletico Madrid, but I mean, obviously there was the Juventus talks, but yeah. Um, but obviously he he went to Atletico Madrid. I think that he's in a very good situation. Um, I think clearly you put him in front of Diego uh, Diego Costa, but. Well, actually, also, I mean, um, if you think about it, I, I I think he's a better mentor to Joe Felix than, oh, oh, 100%. than Diego Costa would be. So he can learn a lot from him. Because, I mean, Joe Felix has the, the skill. He has the dribbling skill. He has the speed. I think you just give you just give Joe, Joe Felix a weapon. Somebody, somebody, not only a mentor, but you have someone that he can easily, like, he knows, like, oh, man, I might not have a good pass here, but hey, look who I have up there. I think he'll he'll at least he'll, get, at least he'll try, try to get yeah, it. He'll try. He'll, so, he'll go for it. So no, yeah, for sure. I, I think the I think, tenacity that Luis Suarez has, and then you combine that with Joe Felix. Yeah, that's. I that's, think Luis Suarez is definitely like a great fit for Atletico. I think uh, Diego Simeone gets a, a a really gritty player, um, which I think fits to what Atletico Madrid is. They're just a very great. They're dogs. They're, I think yeah. you know what Spencer picked a really good yeah, team. Yeah, like, yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, <laughs> you did um, your research. You did your research, Spence. So I'll give you that. Uh, but yeah, so I think um, it's a good situation for him. It it it's, it sucks because I mean Luis Suarez is one of my favorite players as well. I mean he's just he's just a really good good player, and I think that relationship that he had with with Messi and and even Neymar. I think one of my favorite highlights was that. One day when they were like warming up for for a game, and I think Neymar was trying to tie his shoe, and he had his like his 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 foot on the on the ball, and Luis Suarez just kicks it away and like had him trip, um, and Messi just sits there. I don't even think he chuckled. I just think he just like like I think he, he just looked away little, to like not laugh. Yeah, it's just like little and light laugh and looking Neymar away. Kind of, you can see Neymar kind of wanting to punch Luis Suarez, but then realized it's Luis Suarez. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he. It, it, it's kind of like those um. This is um, funny too because he like. He like really like pumped, yeah. the, pumped his chest he up, and then all of a sudden he realized, yeah. oh, as far as I might as well just tie my shoe. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I feel like the the after like Neymar left, it was like out of the Triton, you only had the two, you know, Messi and Suarez. Um, they basically both got closer together because they literally didn't have a third. I mean, they tried Coutinho, Coutinho. You know, as you can see, he plays a little bit more far back more as a uh, center attacking mid and as a winger. And then you brought in Greisman, but you brought in Greisman a little bit too late. 
I don't think it's too late. I just don't think he fits with Barcelona. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, even now, yeah, and it's, 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 it's just. I think, I think if he plays up front, like if he plays as a forward, I think that it, he could probably salvage something. But I think at this point, you kind of have to, you know, take your L and and maybe ship Griezmann somewhere else. I mean, I, I would say give him some time. As a, as a, I mean, as a Barcelona fan, and you know, I do, I do like Grizzy. He's, he's to me, he's a really good. Uh, soccer player, and I just don't think his style works with Barcelona. It, it, they just have to figure out something with him. I just I, and do you do you believe that Coleman can? Because uh, remember, they were linked for Depay. They were, and honestly, that was. And I mean, you don't make a move for a for for a forward unless you're planning on getting rid of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless unless then that at that point. And Bele was going to be on the way out, which I think that's more that's more than likely the possibility. Instead of getting rid of Graysman, then Bele looks like it's more of a going on the way out. That's a big investment they did earlier. Yeah, but then where do you play? Where do you play Griezmann? More than likely, they'll probably have to play him. Uh, uh, mm, get back to me on that one. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Anyways, so so that was it as far as kind of just went ahead and finally let it out. Um, doesn't make Barcelona look any, Barcelona look any better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is that. So we got an update from the the incident that happened at the Phoenix Rising San Diego Loyals game, um, where uh, the player, which was Junior Flemings, um, he was a midfielder for Phoenix Rising. He got suspended. He got he got served a six match suspension for for using a homophobic slur. Um, Flemings has actually denied that he has, he said the slur, um, which kind of going back to what I, what we said about the, you know, the PSG incident is people were around. You, yeah. People, really, people heard you. The ref heard you. The ref heard you. And he said, I don't even know what that is. Like, the ref he, heard you. The land, the owner of the other team heard you. Uh-huh. The manager, the manager of your team heard you. And he even said, I'm not thinking about it, even player, though he said that. The players of San Diego Loyals heard you. Phoenix Rising players heard you. People heard it's, you. It, first of all, it's it's indoor. It's not outdoor. No, it's, it's, it's USL. It's out, it was oh, outdoor. it's outdoor? Okay. I'm here thinking futsal for some reason. I think it's because I thought that landed on... I know at one point he was playing for an indoor team, but I guess now he owns a, mm, a team in the like USL. USL. Okay. Okay. Well, still, I mean, you got the rest that heard you. You got players around him that heard you. You got your coach, your own coach heard you. How can you actually deny all that, no matter if you try to back him up or not? Well, anyway, so Phoenix will be keeping him. So they're not cutting him. Not like what LA Galaxy 2 did, where they, they let go of the guy that said a racial slur. Which is kind of, man, San Diego, like, what did they do? <laughs> what did they do to, to get, like, back to back? rep? No, I don't <laughs> know, man. It's like, Jesus Christ. But, um, but anyway, so Flemings has denied it. And because of that, USL will now be conducting an investigation on the incident to, I guess, kind of, I mean, they already served a suspension. Maybe if they hear, if they find out that, like, how, if, whether or not he, they, he actually did say it, which doesn't seem like the odds are in his favor on that one. I, I think that's a good move on the USL. That's actually, like, that's something um, I would want investigated. Same thing, like, if the racial thing would have been said. I would have also been like, you know what? Let's go ahead and figure this out. Maybe you got even caught on one of the cameras. You never know. Yeah. I mean, also that, but like, obviously they have Fleming's issue and apology. 
even though once again he said that he did not say it. this kind of doesn't well, help his kind of, that doesn't help his case though like he just of, he just issued an apology and then you're saying I did not say it and now it's like eh. well it's kind of like um who can I say um it, it was it involved uh, basketball I just can't remember what was the situation can't remember the player name I just remember in the press conference he's like oh yeah he, was, he tried to sound sincere. But literally, the gist of it was, I'm sorry, I'm apologizing because the team is making me apologize. That was the gist of it. And it's kind of like... That's, spot on. I, I, that's actually pretty spot on yeah. to the situation. So, so I feel like that's basically what he's doing. He's denying it, but he's still apologizing. But, you know, USL is going to go ahead and conduct an investigation. I think that if they do find that, that Fleming's in fact... I think they may have actually just cut him at that point. I think. If the USL makes him... Or do you think Phoenix would do it or the USL would do it? Because it's not going to look good on, on the team's behalf if the USL, USL has to take action. give them the ultimatum, if anything. Like, they'll give them ultimatum for, a, I don't want to, maybe a moderate fine. I don't want to say hefty. Maybe I, a moderate I, I still got to say, man, the fact that the USL has to get involved, like, I mean, obviously the player that said the racial slur got a suspension, but then the team obviously went above and beyond by cutting the player, like removing yeah, the player and right. had nothing to do with it. But for Phoenix to keep Actually, this player yeah. and... And I, I, as far as I know, as of right now, I haven't heard anything, any updates to at least the there Phoenix. May be a, there may be an update later on. That's what I'm about to say. Maybe there may be a later update, maybe in a week or so. Maybe, hopefully. But I mean, like, it doesn't look good on your club's part. It just doesn't. I mean, like, like I said, the fact that the USL, if they, if they find more things in the investigation and then they decide to just, you know, ban the player, what does that say about your club? I mean, I'm pretty damn sure they're going to, Make it sound like they're the ones that did the banning, that they cut him, not just because the USL said so, but they're going to be like, well, we don't tolerate this or that. Because, I mean, think about it. They were literally at the very beginning of the game saying, oh, no, tolerate, like, we, we, we don't tolerate this kind of hate, you know? And for them to basically say, oh, we're going to protect them. But then later on, they're going to, let's say, let's say they cut him. I'm pretty sure the team itself is going to try to take the, the good, the good stuff, the good praise. They're going to try to take it away, not just because USL probably pushes them to it, but they're going to be like, yeah, you know, we had, sadly, we had to cut him, but we don't tolerate this. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be, I'm like 95% sure that's probably going to happen if the USL says, okay, we find this dude, you know, guilty, we're going to have to cut him. And they'll be like, no, we'll do it. No, yeah, I agree. I think it just doesn't look good uh, on their part. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look good on their part uh, for them to do that. Hopefully, they they do something. Uh, they do something right for you know do them right, but we'll see what happens um, as as continues. But uh, so the last headline for 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 today's show is Inter Miami signs Iguain. What again? So there is a current MLS player named Federico Iguain who is the older brother. Of Gonzalo uh, Iguain. I, I knew that. I was just joking. joking. <clears throat> yeah, sure you did. I mean, you don't watch. You, <laughs> I, you don't watch the I, MLS. I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like I said, Federico Iguain is the older brother of Gonzalo Iguain, and uh, Federico at the time is has, was playing for for uh, DC United, but has been more known for his time at the Columbus Crew. Um, which I mean, he's a a really good player. A solid center attacking midfielder, um, and can score goals. I mean, the guy was just a complete player. Even at his age, he still plays very well, which is thirty five. 
But uh, Federico expressed to DC United that he would love to play with his brother. Um, and Gonzalo also expressed that as well with Inter Miami. So they're able to make a, a transaction, which I believe involves $50,000 of transfer allocation money. Um, which again, again with this. <laughs> it's whatever, man. But to me, I'm like, man, you know, that kind of under, I feel like DC United could have gotten a lot, a little bit more for, for, uh, I mean, I get it that Federico Iguain is like 35 years old, but I think the fact that you had, uh, a clear interest from both sides, from a uh, clear an interest from Inter Miami because they want to obviously please their, their, their marquee signing. Um, I feel like I feel like DC United kind of had missed out on an opportunity to at least get maybe another twenty five thousand dollars. In my opinion, uh, I could see that. I could. I mean, pers- personally, I'm not going to say, "Oh, yeah, I agree with you." Like, I just, maybe I, I would say maybe fifteen, another fifteen more. But you 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 do feel that they may be undersold. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? Maybe they did it out of generosity. You know, they're like, hey, you know what? He wants to go play with his brother. We'll go that could, that could that. be it as well. And so, I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting to see um, how they how they do this with, with Federico and Gonzalo. Would they be in the lineup together? Would Federico be coming off the bench? Because, I mean, Inter Miami's... They've, they've got a pretty decent lineup. I mean, plus you got Rodolfo Pizarro still there. So, it's going to be interesting. I think, uh, I mean, it's going to be pretty cool to see you think brothers they'll... play. Do you think they'll change the formation up just to accommodate Federico and uh, not bench Pizarro? They could. I mean, I feel they maybe like the. I mean, I don't know the formation, but I mean, they they can do that. You know, that Netherlands four three three, but like the the attacking two cams, one center mid, and play it, Gonzalo. It, it could be front. a possibility. I mean, we'll we'll see what they do with it. I mean, it's just really cool to see. Like, I, I mean, it's it's just cool to see brothers playing and I think Federico is obviously an established MLS player and for him to come in and like not say mentor Gonzalo because obviously Gonzalo is like 32 years old but yeah someone to like explain to him how the MLS works I think would be good for Gonzalo Higuain I think it's just score goals Gonzalo just score goals that's it and he's only scored one goal so far that's why I'm emphasizing the goals well so hopefully his brother can feed him so. right so we'll see how that goes. It's, it's going to be exciting to to see it. I think well, I think it's something you I mean, don't really see. So the MLS, I'm pretty sure they're wrapping up their second phase of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure what what's after this. I think they might go into playoffs because I know that their final is supposed to be December 12th. Right, which right. Is my birthday. <laughs> so, Happy birthday. So we'll, maybe we'll do some some sort of watch party. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you if, know. The MLS, if the Dynamo right now, I'll probably watch it. But I mean, no, I'll probably still watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll probably still watch it. Yeah, the MLS Cup is actually pretty entertaining, so I actually I would actually watch it. Okay, but yeah. So now let's talk about some some games on the all, all from this past weekend. Oof, I don't know where I guess I had a brain fart there. <laughs> uh, so wow. we're gonna do things a little bit different now. I think I heard it too. We're gonna do things a little bit differently now. So because I, I forgot to say this when we announced the whole Unhinged uh, Sports Network announcement, but. We are now making having our episodes drop on Thursdays. Um, so now we're going to be carrying more towards the weekend matches. So we'll do like a quick recap where me and Edward will both pick a game to recap. Right, right. And and so, yeah, so this is how we're doing our game recaps now. Yeah, well, I mean, 
to the game recap that I wanted to do was uh, uh, Portugal versus France because I thought I honestly thought that was going to be a constant, you know, goal and they're like constant uh, attacking and then like they would stop it and then they would go back to the other side attacking and then come back and come back. Um, it was uh, it was a draw zero zero. You know, it, but it was a good zero zero. It, it was a good zero zero. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it, okay, so what I was expecting was, of course, CR seven. You know, like scoring maybe one two goals or, or even assisting or you know giving a show. Uh, and also, you know, I was expecting like Griezmann to make an appearance or do his little stuff that he takes care of. But you know what? Mbappé was actually the one that I saw that was a little bit more flashier. He was the one that drew a couple fouls here and there. When he touched the ball, there was like magic there. He was even getting attacked by three Portugal opponents. I mean, I mean, you don't really do that to somebody who you're like, oh, go ahead, just let him walk. No, they they know what he can do. They know the speed that he carries. They know uh, he can dribble the ball and shoot. So they were basically cornering him on the sides. And I mean, the possession was like, 50-50. And um, what was it? Uh, 10 shots both on goal or 10 yeah, shots? Yeah, I mean, it was, a, you know, what was funny was, well, not funny, but I mean, the interesting thing about before this game, they were kind of talking about how Mbappe has a, an admiration for Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, they had like a little picture of him as a kid. Yeah. It just kind of wild. It baffles me that like oh, a picture as a kid, <laughs> you know, because I mean, Ronaldo's still playing. Yeah. But I mean, Mbappe, I mean, Mbappe is technically a kid. I mean, he's, I believe he's 20 now. Yeah. 20 he's, or 21. He's still, he's still a young boy. So, I mean, it's but crazy to think that, you know, he watched Cristiano Ronaldo play and now he's I mean, playing, he's playing against him. Like, and um, it, I'm pretty sure it won't be the last time they see each other on the field either. Oh, no. This match, uh, so kind of going back, obviously, you know, you know, I've told you that Portugal kind of gives me France vibes. Yeah. And, and when I said that was because of the fact that you have all these young Portuguese players that are kind of coming in and, and get, putting themselves in, and solidifying themselves in some spots with some really good teams. Obviously, majority of them play for Wolves. Um, but, yeah. you know, you have, well, hopefully we see Renato Sanchez pop up one day. Yeah, I mean, that's, that was a name back in, back, like, yeah, in but the World you, Cup. Uh, I feel like Bayern Munich kind of, kind of ruined him. Yeah. But, um, but you know, you, you see a lot of the, these guys that are playing with, for Portugal now. You have Jao Felix, uh, Jota, uh, a lot of Jaos. Uh, but you're seeing more uh, Robin Diaz. You're seeing more and more Portuguese players kind of coming out. And, and I think that's something that Cristiano Ronaldo didn't have in in his other in his other years. Like even that that good Portugal team in the 2006 World Cup. Like even though that was a really good team with Luis Figo and, and Deco. Some really talented players. I just don't think that they were as, as as amazing as what this young crop of players. They, were. they didn't have that um, that versatility, that agility that these young players have right exactly. now. Exactly. And then you got Ronaldo, who's even though he's of age, he still has that agility. And and I think that you know putting him as like I guess the leader of this group um, is going to be. And he. I mean, and then you have Pepe that. Feels like he can he can keep playing. He's got Pepe the breaker. I mean, uh, the you know center back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Dang, you're just a hater of Pepe. What? No, I appreciate no. it, man, for what he did. 
<laughs> Freaking every time he would see Messi, I swear to God, I felt I'm like he was pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Sergio Ramos had more cards than Pepe. He's just going to put that out there. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that, that Sergio Ramos was the only one that injured a player, not Pepe. Oh, my God. Did Pepe flop? Oh, you bet. Oh, he did. <laughs> But anyways, no, but it's it's something that gets me excited about the future. And I think Portugal and France is going to be definitely, at least for the next 10 years, would be for France. Because I've obviously with a lot of the younger players that they have in the French team, I feel like for 10 years, this is going to be a rivalry to watch. I think that you're going to see like this could be deciders for, for the Euros, could possibly be a decider for a World Cup, um, you know. Not saying that they, you know that they're going to win a World Cup or anything like that, but I feel like this is a rivalry, especially as they get more and more experience. This is going to be a really good matchup, and I mean, it's already looking like a good matchup. And and this was for Nations League, so I mean, you know, it's really exciting to see what France and Portugal is doing right now with able to have like not only young players but young, experienced players. Right, and so that's what gets me excited about the, these two. And I think maybe one day we'll see Portugal win a World Cup. With Ronaldo, that's up in the air, but I definitely do see one day Portugal competing for a world for a World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I see it. I see it. Yeah, I, like I said, I mean, it was like like you actually pointed out, you know, the champions of the Euro, Europe versus the champions of the world. You know, and that that's why I was like, damn, this match is gonna be hella good. I was ex- I was excited to watch it, and it was actually a fun watch. You know. It, yeah, I think people need to... I mean, obviously, I think when it comes to, to t- games in, in a tie, the people that don't like soccer hate it because obviously they're why can't they just settle for a winner? It's like... I mean, if you understand how long soccer is... Oh, yeah. You would understand that maybe it's okay to just have a tie. Yeah, because as I soon mean, as the game's you, over... You don't like ties. I mean, no, I don't we don't like it like either. Like I said, I want but it we to... Understand the, we understand that there's strategy in it. Yeah. You know, so... I think this was a really evenly matchup, and I think you still come in here and, and you'll you still applaud for both teams because I think it was a very good game nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we know when when the game's like, oh, we can't settle this with a tie, and that's going to be those those elimination games. And right now, this is an elimination game. This is a group ma- match for the for the Nations, the Nations League. Yeah. So we'll we'll see them play in a game where it it's going to matter. But right now, it's just it's just really fun to see what these what these two teams can do. That's right. I mean, that's 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 why I picked that one. I was like, man, it was like this is pretty good. All the young talent from both teams, you know. So all right. Yeah. So my game, and this was a friendly, so this wasn't a Nations League or anything like. Well, clearly because both of them are not even from the same federation. <laughs> uh, but I picked Mexico beating the Netherlands one to nothing off of a penalty. They got their revenge. The irony. They got their revenge. Robin wasn't on the field, but Robin was just too scared to get on the field. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm pretty damn sure Robin got on the field. Mexico's going to try to break him. Oh, yeah. But it would have been funny to see Robin score a goal and do the little, his little celebration where he's oh. like, ooh, that hurts. Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> the little, oh, God. Don't even, don't even do that. Yeah. So, I mean, anyways, so. Uh, Mexico got the revenge. It's fair to say. It's fair to say. Um, the goal was scored by Raul Jimenez. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. It was Raul Jimenez. Who's been, who's, who's Raul Jimenez's number one fan? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he scores the penalty. 
I know. I say some things about penalties. I, I've heard it. You know, okay, it doesn't take skills. But you know what? Actually, you know, it, it's a mental game. It's not a, a physical skill thing. It's a mental. I was actually mental, just about to say that, too. It's a mental thing. That pressure, dude. Oh. You know what really sucked, though, is like, if you had to take a penalty and you just missed, like, you just literally, like, woofed it. Like, like you didn't even get your cleat <laughs> to touch the ball. Like, what did he do oh. in that moment? I could you could you play it off and be like, ha ha, redo, <laughs> get <a> redo. <laughs> That's the curiosity of that one. I think they count it though, right? It's a miss. I mean, technically, it's a miss. <laughs> yeah, technically, I mean, I I I guess I could be, I could fake it and be like, oh, I, I, uh, I tricked you. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I, okay, so at that point, at that point, if I missed it, even barely, with my left foot, because I'm left footed. I would try to do the Rabona and, you know, behind the heel kind of goal, kind of shot. I mean, that's the only thing I can, I can think gonna, of at the that's moment. That's going to be a well-off shot though, at that point. You haven't, sh- you haven't seen shot. my shit. You haven't seen my stuff. It's <laughs> yeah, been a while since you've seen it. That's true. I actually know how to do it, sir. Okay, I, I guess I'll give it to you. I don't know about how much I should give it to you, but anyways. But, uh, you know, it was a fairly even game. Obviously, it had to be settled by a penalty. Uh not not because it went to extra time or anything like that, but it just got it just happened to be that the the settling for this game was the sixty minute, yeah, in the sixty minute. So I mean, uh, I I just don't think the Netherlands is there yet. I mean, this was a friendly, so I mean, maybe they're just trying. I mean, they also had to play Nations League as well that weekend, but um, and maybe it's just not that that game. You know, the, this wasn't a game like oh we got to play our starters. You know, obviously Nations League takes priority to this game. I'm not trying to give up an excuse. I mean, Netherlands still lost. I mean, Netherlands is still a stacked uh, team as far as like potential players that can play for the Netherlands. Um, but I mean, you know, it just shows that Mexico has that tenacity and they're going to play whoever they have to play against. And I mean, and w- once again, you're also seeing Mexico setting up friendlies with really good teams. And I think that that's like one of the things that like when, you know, people are always like, oh, you know, Mexico's to switch from the CONCACAF to the Gomebol, you know, which is, South America instead of playing with North America, which I think is a stupid idea because I think Mexico, Mexico, in the, Mexico needs to be in the World Cup. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Because I think the fan base, they have this, even they though have I find the fan the base teams. irritating as hell, like if someone wants to reference, <laughs> if someone wants a reference to how annoying a Mexico fan is, um, they're essentially Yankees fans, the equivalent to a Yankees fan or a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, like they're that annoying. They won't shut the fuck up. And everything you say, you're a hater. Oh, you hate them because you're from El Salvador. I just know. And it's funny too, because I remember my sister one day, because I was talking shit about Mexico. And she's just like, why do you hate Mexico? I mean, we're all Latin America. And I'm just like, no, I mean, I guess I get that. Like, I mean, would I want to support Mexico? It would be nice. But then Mexico fans will never shut the fuck up about it, so then I can't do it. Right. I mean, that's that's actually how it goes. I mean, I, I I've seen. I mean, even in certain games, I'm like, yeah, I go for Mexico. And so all my friends that are listening to this, that are fans of Mexico oh. national team, y'all cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wait a wait well, just because some of them are they're the realistic ones. I'm cool with the ones that yeah. are actually like. Freaking! Some people say that they know they know Chicharito's overrated. Yes, like there's actually fans of Mexico that are like, nah, yeah, Chicharito's overrated as fuck, man. 
But then there's the fans like, oh, cha-cha, cha-cha, cha-cha. Like, <laughs> and they sound exactly like that. So predominantly, most of them are women. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I'm like, really? Is cha the hot? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but I just know he's not the best striker out there for Mexico. Yeah, the guy that scored a goal is clearly the best striker Bro, in Mexico, and they missed. wasted it. Because the dude's 29, and now he's playing. Now he's starting. Yeah, it's like he he should have been starting a long time ago. He should have been starting. You know what? Maybe they would have beat. No, no, no wait, I don't even think Bro him. Nah, he, he wasn't playing. I think mm-hmm. maybe 2014. Mm-hmm. Maybe playing for America. Maybe getting called up by America. Maybe yeah. it could have been possible. Wow. So many things could have gone so much better. <laughs> Maybe that's the cause of 2020 having Chicharito on the team. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So, but I mean, it, it was a good game. I'm I'm really excited for Mexico. Once again, I keep telling people Mexico is going to be a team that's always going to be in discussion. They're not going to win a World Cup, but they'll be in the discussion. And I say that for anyone in the CONCACAF. Yeah. Like the U.S., they'll be a good team to watch, but will they win a World Cup? Probably not. If if they go ahead and use all the young books that they have that are overseas. But what a- hinders them is the manager. Because <sighs> here's the thing, like for, for Gold Cup, because I mean the Gold Cup's coming up in the next, like this coming summer is going to yeah. be the Gold Cup. The thing to be excited about the Gold Cup is obviously it's going to be Mexico versus USA for the final. But when you put those two teams together, who do, like the talent-wise, I think is fairly even. But what sets each sets both both sides apart is the manager. I will much rather I'd much rather put my money on Tata Martino than I would be in Greg Berhalter. Dude, like the way he is, he's been managing that team. It's it's pretty badass. So like, yeah. So I mean, those, when you talk about those matchups, at the end of the day, who's the manager of the team? My money's on Mexico. Unfortunately, as a U.S. fan, that hurts me. But it's the truth. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, they have the better manager. U.S. has a manager. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you recall this, but remember when I was like, "Man, you know what? USA should get Tata Martino." And I think he and was I the, was and I wanted that too. And, and he was in the running for it too. And then all of a sudden, and they said, like, "I want someone that speaks English." And uh, I think he it may be broken English, but he's gonna speak he English. Could speak it. He <laughs> could speak it. He could damn well. He could learn it if he if he didn't. But you know what? It, that's why U.S. men's national team. Uh, and then they had a chance to get Lopetegui. Oh my God! No, but Tegu was like, "Oh yeah, I'll take the U.S. men's job." I mean, say what say what you want about how he handled the Real Madrid situation, but but oh. I would have gladly taken No, but over Greg Bro Archer. Oh my God, that sucked for him though, man. The guy got gets fired from the Spanish national team, then goes to Real Madrid, gets fired. From, well, you know, now he's got his thing with uh, Sevilla. Yeah, he's the manager of Sevilla, I believe. I think you're right about that one. I have, I have to do my research on that. I believe Unai Emery is Villarreal's manager. So, yeah. Mm. But yeah, so, uh, no, good game for Mexico. Got the revenge. Era penal. Revenge! Era penal this time. <laughs> All right, man. So, last week we covered the Champions League. The Champions! <laughs> and now we're going to cover the Europa League, which... I don't think they have a chant, but I know their beat is dun 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 dun. Europa. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just think of those the, the Champions videos that Bleacher Report did. 
And it was like, welcome to the Europa House. It's not so good, but it's also not so bad. No, it's not so bad, but it's also not so good. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you got to give him props, though, because some of the teams you, this year, just in this transfer period alone, and even just giving them to, a chance to build up, um, it, it's it's been good, you know? Uh, like the teams that they have, like Tottenham and uh, Arsenal even. I'm actually more excited to see them. So, I mean, for people that want to understand what Europa League is, it is another tournament, similar Champions League, except these are kind of the... Uh, the, the teams that basically didn't make it into Champions League, they're still uh, above the board. They're still like, what, fourth, fifth place? Normally, normally around there. So, yeah, like maybe so, like fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah, so they're still Depends on the Depends on how, how the league does it, but... They're still, they're still in the top ten you know, on the table or even like up, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're still in the So top. there's still some quality there. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, there's teams that, that have done, have won these, these tournaments and have been, been able to go to some very successful, I mean, Sevilla is the most, well, the, the one that's won the most Europa that's, Leagues. That's, yeah. And that's the one that usually like when they win it, it's like, hey, you know, and, take and, it to and, to, and to take it, to, to consider some, uh, some consolidation, I guess, uh, for it, uh, Obviously, if you win it, you're in the Champions League. Yeah. So there, there's motivation to so win this tournament. It's not. It's not a. Um, it's another trophy. Yeah. Which I honestly, when I look at the Europa League trophy, it's a pretty cool trophy, though. Yeah, it is. It's I actually do like home. it. It's, it's pretty. It's a pretty nice trophy. But there's trophy. There's some money. So I mean, there's you know, it's 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 a, it's a good it's test, a, especially if you're a team that's maybe not, uh, maybe you're 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 up and coming. This would be a good. It's like a win-win-win situation. You get a trophy, you get money, and you get a, basically a ticket to the Champions League for next year. But also, like, for teams that are maybe, they're not there yet for a Champions League, but they're there for Europa League, this is a good test. You can test out your depth. Like, this is where you can really figure out the the management side of the game. Because this, this is where, the, like like we said with the Champions League, this is where the strategy comes into play. Like, why you make these moves for some, some depth players is because, well, for this. This is exactly it. So this is going to be a good test. I think this is, well, this is a, a more expanded tournament. Yeah. So there's more groups here. Um, and then plus into the next round, you have the third place teams from the Champions League group stages that can That's also right. come into it. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, the, 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 play, the team that doesn't make it into the, like, uh, final stages of champions, you know, they still get the chance to at least win. Some sort of and trophy. it's happened. I mean, Sevilla has won three straight, so I mean, clearly that shows that they, they didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's no, but I mean, Sevilla's like I said, they're they're the freaking nitty gritty, hard working team. Like they'll face it all the way to the end. Exactly. So, um, looking at the groups, who would you say is your group of death? Well, hmm. that is a good question on this one. Um, I want to say uh group of deaths on, on these on these ones it's kinda hard to pick because most of these I haven't really heard of. But my group of death would have to be group F. It's um Napoli, Sociedad, AZ Alkamar, and Rijeka. That's a really good one. I think uh it's going to be really interesting to see. I think we kind of have an idea with who's going to be number one, but at the same time, you never know what hap- yeah, what's going to happen. 
especially like like some of the teams we haven't really heard much about, but maybe they've developed players that we don't know from their academies, or they even put sprung some money on players that we may not exactly. see under under underdogs. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, my group of death is Group H, which is uh, Celtic, Sparta, Praha, Milan, and Lille. So it's going to be a really good one. And I like to also mention Lil just because they have Timothy Weah, mm-hmm. um, who is another U.S. men's national team player, but also has John David, another Canadian uh, men's national team player. So it's really, I mean, I'm just happy for Lil. But I mean, like, it's pretty cool to see that. Um, but obviously you got Milan. Um, and Sparta Pro is a team that kind of plays spoiler sometimes. In, yeah, in these, they, they, they bring out some surprises every now and again. And then obviously you have Celtic who is one of those top teams in... Is it Celtic or Celtic? I say, I say Celtic. I think you say Celtic because of the Boston Celtics, but I'm pretty sure it's Celtic. But yeah. I, I think you can... You can, you can yeah, I know, man, yeah. I mean, as an American, we since the Boston Celtics, we probably would say Celtic. I see, I see, I see. But then I, I don't know why this is going to sound so nerdy, but remember Yu-Gi-Oh! The yeah, Celtic Guardian? Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> the same thing. And the thing is that when I heard the name, it popped Nerd. in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring on my Yu-Gi-Oh shirt next week. That shit probably don't even fit me no more. I don't think I even have it. Nothing about it. <laughs> all right, let's get back to soccer because I don't all want right, my so, nerdness to show up on all here. Right, so those are our group, group, uh, our our groups of death. Who do you think is what? Well, what's your favorite matchup from this? Uh, from the group of death or from the whole thing? The whole thing. The whole shebang. Uh, I mean, it might be from your group of death. Yeah, it could be. Let me just um. Well, okay, my favorite matchup, the one that I feel like it's going to be pretty freaking like surprising, I think it's going to be Napoli versus AZ. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got Napoli. Napoli is a good team, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they've been they've been doing pretty good in Serie A. And, um, I mean, they they were pretty close to contesting with, with Juventus last year. Yeah. And then um, AZ has that youth academy uh they have they have really good players in there if anything like i think ajax sometimes coaches some players from there or even uh uh other other teams from that they basically can't let's say afford ajax players they mm-hmm. go ahead and go to az they're not necessarily cheaper it's just they have the same player i, I believe josie Aldador at one point played there mm-hmm. yeah, so, so i mean that's it's a really interesting matchup I think for me, the matchup that I'm looking forward to seeing is Rangers and Benfica. And obviously Benfica is usually kind of the top dogs in, in their league in, in Portugal. Um, but then when, when I look at Rangers, which is a team that kind of has fallen off uh, in recent years, I think at one point was in the, was actually in the second division in Scotland. Um, but now back up. I mean, this is part of one of the biggest rivalries in all of soccer, which is Rangers and Celtic. Um, which is it's just great to see that they're back in the conversation at least. And also to throw in there, Stevie G is the manager for 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 Rangers. That's right. So so any Steven Gerrard fans out there, some uh, keep up uh, Rangers. I, I'm really interested. Raider I'm intrigued. Rangers. I mean, clearly he's been Rangers. doing a good job. If, Rangers. Uh, he's clearly doing a good job if Rangers are in the Europa League. So I mean, they finished high. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just I think I believe the Scottish Premier League. I think they only have one qualifying spot for 
I think he yeah, has a because, qualifying spot for think, Because I think they don't have as many teams on the first division. They don't. And I think they, they actually do a playoff. Yeah, they do a playoff for that spot as well. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I think Rangers is going to be a fun game to watch. But uh, let's go ahead and do the group favorites. Uh, so, for the for Group A, we both agreed that it was going to be Roma and Young Boys. That's right. Um, I mean, it, it was a pretty easy... That group was pretty easy. It's like hands down, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's Roma. I mean, yeah, and then Young Boys is just a really good team from Switzerland. So, yep. I mean, they usually do pretty well in these tournaments, um, at least in this tournament, not, not so much for Champions League, but I mean, like, in this tournament, at least. Yeah. Um, and then for Group B, uh, we both picked Arsenal and Rapid Win. I mean, you have to be a fool to, to play against Arsenal. I mean, like, Arsenal... better against Arsenal. Is and that, Arsenal barely made the Europa League because they had to win, win the... Win the FA Cup, FA Cup in order to make it into this tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, this was kind of their selling point in order to buy some players. And I mean, obviously they got Gabriel and now they got Thomas Party. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this was kind of their way to sell some. And I mean, I, I hopefully they were able to make a big push here because, you know, if they want to make it to Champions League, uh, I mean, obviously I'm hoping that they qualify for Champions League, but this could be another, t- another way for them to qualify for Champions League is by winning the Europa League. But yeah. And then for Group C, we both picked Nice and Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah, I mean, Leverkusen's a good team all around. So I mean, I can't, I can't really go wrong with them. Nice, Nice. I mean, they're they're surprising. I, I feel like they're they're good. Like one yeah, of those. I believe they they also have Dahlberg. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're they're gonna be a dark horse team, like you'd like to call certain teams. So I was like, eh, they may show up and mm-hmm. what's mass? Yep, for sure. Um, and then in Group D, we both put Rangers and Benfica. I think it's pretty self-explanatory there. Yeah. Um, group E, we both have PSV and Granada. Uh, PSV, another team from from the Dutch league. Yeah. And then Granada from the Spanish, Spanish league. league. So yeah. It's always safe to. It's always a safe bet for Spanish, but but yeah, for sure. Um, that was easy. And then for Group F, this is where we do have some differences. Um, you picked Napoli and AZ, mm-hmm. and I picked Napoli and Real Sociedad. I just, I honestly feel. I, that's going to be one of the matches to watch, Napoli versus AZ, but also AZ versus Real Sociedad, because I think that's going to be the decider. That's going to be the decider for that group. Because yeah, I do feel Napoli think, will be first place, but then it's, I think it's between me, AZ and for me, David Silva is the, the 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 deciding factor for me. I think with his leadership, he can he can help rally them against AZ. I mean, not saying anything. AZ is going to be a very difficult team, but I mean, I think with David Silva's experience being able to handle these kind of tournaments, I mean, I don't think he's ever played in the Europa League himself. Maybe he had, but I mean... He's played in champions, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know he can handle these kind of tournaments. So I think, like, he his experience could definitely help out with Real Sociedad, but I mean, I wouldn't count out AZ as well. Yeah. And then in Group G, we both have uh, Leicester City and Braga. Uh Lancaster City, I mean, they they look so good right now. Yeah, um, Braga, the team for Portugal, usually they do fairly well. I mean, at least get they're able to get out of the group at least. Yeah, uh, I'm just I don't. I'm still I'm still on Lancaster. Danny, first place on that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Group H, we both have Milan coming out of the group, but we both you chose Celtic and I chose Lille. Yeah, I mean, like you said it yourself. I mean. Celtic. Um, Can you say Celtic again? Yeah, so I was like, um, it, it's 
I think that's going to be a good good matchup as well. Milan and, and Celtic. Uh, I feel like it's. I'm going to be heavily I mean, favoring Milan. I think but, when you have when you have Zlatan, I think Zlatan's going for 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 winning it, even though he might not consider it. this is on well, Champions League, but well, the thing it's is, another trophy. I, I think if Zlatan, like let's say Zlatan wins this, he may stick around for one more year just to see how he does in the Champions League. Because I believe, I believe he's only won one Champions League. No, no, he's won two with Barcelona and Inter, um, Inter yeah, Milan. I think so. I mean, obviously he wants to win trophy, and then this, I believe this isn't a trophy he he has won yet. No, nah. so I think he's gonna be hustling for it. I mean, the guy's decorated, so I mean, I'm sure one more one more trophy for his his case. It won't hurt. It won't hurt. It won't hurt. But um, uh, but yeah. So you pick Celtic, and then I pick Lille. Um. I just think the speed that Lil has right now is edges them out. I mean, Celtic has the experience. I think that's one thing that no one can say anything against. But I think I like I like Lil. They have they have Renato Sanchez. They have Jonathan David. They have they have Timothy Weah. So I mean, this is a very nice young group of guys that will eventually probably go somewhere else. But I mean, it, I think that this is their way. Once again, this is a job interview for them. This is a job interview for them. So I think that. If they're able to come out here and do well in, in the Yeah, Europa I mean, League. if they show up and, you know, do some crazy-ass goals or assists or, you know, like, be playmakers, bro, they'll get spotted in a minute. Exactly. So, in Group I, um, uh, we you picked Villarreal and Sivaspor, which I did as well. Uh, group J, we both picked Tottenham and Lask. And um, I think that's L-A-S-K. Lask. <laughs> I think that's just the acronym. Um, and then in Group K, we both pick Moscow, but I pick Feyenoord and you pick Wolfsburger AC. Yeah. Care to say why you pick Wolfsburger? You just if, if I told you if I told you why you just laugh. I just I thought the name. You thought it was Wolfsburg from Germany, didn't you? No. Well, the oh. thing is, I just I just thought they were. I think I feel like name just the name itself implies power. You know, just Wolfsburg. <laughs> Right. I mean, I pick Feyenoord because obviously that's another oh, team yeah, that that's has another one in Dutch that yeah. has like the that uh I mean one of your most hated players just played there. You're gonna say the name RVP. Yeah, but it wasn't so I didn't hate Robert Van Persie so much. It was just the fact that he went to Manchester United. I mean he jumped ship. Yeah, I, I didn't like that too much. Yeah, I know. But anyways. Um, but yeah, so Feyenoord, I, I, I say that just because once again, they always have players. Um, so it just kind of probably eventually go play for Ajax or play elsewhere, but still. Um, and then in group L, uh, we both pick Hoffenheim, I think for obvious reasons. I pick Ghent, the Belgian team, and then you pick, uh, Cervena. Is there a reason why? Uh, not really. It's just, I, I honestly feel like Hoffenheim was going to. Is going to get first place. It was kind of hard to pick out of all the other teams in that group. Because then it's like most of them aren't out there. You don't really hear too much about them. Yeah, this is the challenge with the Europa League for sure. <laughs> but um, obviously we had to pick two teams yeah, to come we, out of the group. So. Yeah, I mean. But, uh, but I, I, can see your, I can see your reason for it. Yeah, it's just I kind of did have to make my make my research just a little bit. I'm not even going to. I'm not even gonna. Yeah, like I said, it's just it was it was kind <laughs> anyway, of. Like a, I had to. And, and, anyways, 
So there is an update. Um, so Spencer saying that he will be supporting Atletico Madrid, Atalanta, and PSG. So those are the three teams that Spencer will be rocking with. Just now, just got the text message. Oh, so damn, they're all up there. <laughs> yeah, not about I mean, it. One of our recommendations, Vader. <laughs> yeah, you yours, not mine. You know what, PSG? You know, PSG is pretty fair. I think. Uh, you think he might be a Neymar fan? I think so. I think he might. Yeah, I think he likes Neymar. Um, I think as well, though. I mean, Pitt, bro, did you see PSG's jersey? Yeah, the Jordan one. Oh my god! Yeah, the fact that they're with Jordan—that's just pretty that fucking dope. Yeah, those jerseys are pretty cool, man. So I can see it. Um, I feel like with Fran, I'm, I, I can't even say I'm a, a Leon fan. I just, I, I don't, I don't think I have a team to be honest in France. And I, I, I think, I think you probably go for like Leon for the fact that how Benzema. far they got. Yeah, Benzema, I, but also I like. Uh, well, I think that's because I like Hugo Jordi's. I like Benzema. I, I like Samuel Umtiti. So they have a lot of players that do go out and 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 I mean at one point Lyon was one of the more successful teams in in it was France. Like Lyon, Marseille, you know Paris, but then, I mean PSG kind of fell out a little bit, but then it came kind of came back. It came back with all that money. Yep. But uh, anyway, so let's go to players of the week. Edward, who's your player of the week? Okay, well my player of the week is um Erling Erling Haaland. Because, I mean, dude scored a hat-trick against Romania. I know Romania. It's not like... Oh, but I loved every single goal. No, and dude. That dude they, is crazy. I mean, this is what you expect from Holland. I mean, it, it, I mean, yes, it's Romania and all that, but Holland is going to do what Holland's going to do. Dude, he has, a, he has a crazy amount of speed and a speed and, boost for and, a tall And, and guy. you know who yeah. supplied him with, with a goal? Oh, God, don't you dare. I know Martin you. Martin Odegaard. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you know, on his Instagram... They ended up taking a picture together. He's like, my my Ode. Like, he actually put, uh, that was his Ode. His Ode card. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, I need to show this. Holland's just living his best yeah, life, he's man. Just, he's just having I mean, fun. He's having fun. You know, he's like, he's having fun with Gio Reyna. He calls him the American dream, Captain America. He's, he's, uh, just, he's, he's doing, he's doing. Bro, he loves his rating on FIFA. Like he yeah. got rated 84. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's just, that's having, a big, that's a big boost in two years. He, love, he it. loves and, it, man. Uh, he loves it, man. He's 20, just, 2019. I think he was rated 68 or 69. I mean, he's putting Norway on the so, map right now. Yeah, he is. I mean, so dude. I don't know if they're going to qualify for anything, but I mean, he's got Norway in the, He's basically what he's, Garrett Bell was for Wales. I mean, yeah. are they going to qualify for it much? No, probably not, but I mean, like, it's still pretty cool. Uh, but no, he's just having fun, man. I mean, like the guy's clearly the best player at his at, at his position, best player in his country. Yeah, it's very fair to say that, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and at as young as he is, he he's basically going to be what Robert Lewandowski is. Because I mean, let's yeah. face it, Poland is Poland is Poland. I mean, so like, well, I mean, you got Piszczek, you got um, Lewandowski, of course. But do you think Poland's going to win a World Cup? They have players. It's just. The fact that they don't have the youth. Yes or no? Yes or no? Oh. Exactly. Is Norway going to win the World Cup? Hell no. It's a possibility. But you're a really good player in your country. And I think that uh, Holland, yeah, Holland's a perfect, perfect person for Player of the Week. Um, I'm actually going to go a little different with my Player of the Week. And my Player of the Week is the GOAT. The GOAT. The highest international goal-scoring phenom 
That is Christine Sinclair. Hmm. Care to explain why, sir? She scored two goals in a 2-1 win against rivals O.L. Reign, who it was the Seattle Reign. So Portland and, and, and Seattle, they have right. a rivalry, yeah. the Cascadia, the Cascadia rivalry. Um, so they beat their rival, but not only did they beat, not only because that win helps them put them on top of the group, well, not the group, but on top of the, t- of the standings to win the NWSL fall series. I think this is the first, the only time they'll do the fall series because obviously they'll go back to their regular scheduling for playoff, for their regular season. Yeah. Um, but which I was hoping that Portland was going to lose because the Dash was the team that, that finished in second. <laughs> so, so, uh, Portland finishes with three wins, a draw, and the Dash had three wins and a loss. So very close. I mean, hey, you know, props to Portland. You know, this was a team that was, is a really good team. You know, you got Megan Klingerberg and you also have the go Christine Sinclair. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I think, you know, not only did you score two goals, but you made sure your team won the championship. So Christine Sinclair, go off my queen. And, and, <laughs> and on that note, actually, let me add something real quick. This is Manchester United related news. So apparently, I think it was like last week or for the last month. I'm not exactly 100% sure. But it was actually said that um, the women's Manchester United jerseys outsold the men's team's jerseys, like as in the selling, you know. So people were actually buying more of the uh, women's jerseys. And uh, uh, let me see. One of the jerseys is actually, uh, oh, actually the U.S. women's national team's players, Kristen Press and Tobin Heath. They outsold of any of the United Mills players for three days after they signed. Hey, you know what, so, women? So right it, now, you know, you need to blast some Beyonce. Oh, What's that song? God. Who run the world, girls? Who run the world, girls? Right now, because it's it is your time right oh, now. Oh my god! You have the leading goal scorer in internet. I mean, they've been having the leading goal scorer. I, in I don't know this. I don't know this dude. This dude here. <laughs> he actually was doing the dance. That's why I had to look away real quick. <laughs> Run the world, girls. Oh, God. The world, There's a mirror in here so I can see this shit. And I can't even turn anywhere. <laughs> God. No, but yeah. Would, you, mean, buy, would you buy a Tobin? I would. I, no, Chris and Press. Chris and Press? Yeah. I would buy the Press. You know, I always found it interesting was with Christian Press. Because I remember, obviously, she's active. She's an active soccer player. Yep. But she was also doing, like, videos for Fox Sports Soccer. Mm-hmm. Like she was doing like the, yeah. the the recaps or and I was just like, man, this girl's just she's just doing it all. Like I mean, like the, the the triple threat. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, it's it's she unbelievable. also at one point played for the Houston Dash as well. But yeah, so now, I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable to know like that little. I feel it, like you know whatever. I feel like if you watch Tobin Heath's highlight reel, I feel like you instantly become a Tobin Heath fan. Maybe I, I do like because um, that skills because that girl's got really, some footwork. Yeah, and I think you would. You'd be like, uh, damn. I'd be like, have I fallen in love or something? Bro, or she was killing people in the World Cup. Like, yeah. dude, her and that, her and that wing, Cristiano, who? <laughs> okay, maybe not that. Did you sign a who? Yeah, yeah. Making making people break out of freaking knees and ankles and shit. Oh, she been she been breaking ankles. <laughs> not, not like that. Sane did. Holy shit. But yeah, so. So yeah, so shout out to uh, Holland and Christine Sinclair for being our players of the week. Truly deserving, I think. Yeah. 
All right. So we also have uh, the game previews for this upcoming week, I believe. And well, I picked um, Everton versus Liverpool. Ooh. Yeah. It's basically what? The London Derby? London Derby. Liverpool. Liverpool Derby. I am I tripping balls. Uh, let's see. I'm I believe it's balls. called the Mayor's Side uh, yeah, Derby. Right. I could be wrong. I am looking it up right now. Um, as we're speaking, hum something, hum something. Uh, it's like it's not even giving me an, the Mayor's Side Derby. Yep, the yeah. Mayor's Side oh, Derby. Oh man, he just raised that voice. The Mayor's Side Derby. Oh man, which currently but, Liverpool has the most wins with ninety three. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Liverpool has won three of the last five. So of them, um, and but the thing is, Everton hasn't lost the game, and, and Everton has been such a fun team to watch. It right has now. been. It has the, been. I think they're called the Toffees or something. The Toffees, something like that. And um, the thing is, though, the little I guess you could call it the the little diamond in the rough. I guess you could say is James Rodriguez. He's. I like Hamas Rodriguez, but I think it's Callum. You think it's Callum? I think so. I, I want to say it's both. It's just, it's just it's the, feel, the whole team. The whole team is just really team. solid, man. So it's, it's, it's like Liverpool right now, they've been suffering a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you, you see the way Liverpool has been playing and it, it, you're, I mean, Liverpool's still winning games. Yeah, they're still winning. Um, I mean, they did come off of a, a big loss, but I mean, to me, SMB, you know what? Yeah. This is kind of something kind of I've noticed with all like the big teams right now, like the the main ones, the ones that we think are going to win. They've had like some setbacks. Like they haven't really, they I've haven't really mistakes. been. I mean, besides Bayern Munich and Juventus, well, even Juventus. Like, I mean, I, there's moments where I'm just like, okay, well, you know what what's going on, guys? Like, where's where's all your your beating teams that you're supposed to be, but these are teams that you should be like demolishing, not yeah, annihilating. You know, and so, um. It just goes to show you, even the small teams are coming up right now. I, I think definitely you take that, but I mean, there's got to be maybe, maybe really that Champions League, the way they had the Champions League schedule, maybe that really did set them back. Yeah. So, I mean, could that be it? I don't want to make that as an excuse, but it's not helping. It's definitely not helping the cause because it's a lot of the teams that did compete in Champions League that aren't looking so hot right now. Even PSG, well, I mean, PSG has their own reasons, but I mean, like, they're okay. not looking, they're not looking as, as good as, you would want them to look. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's where Liverpool, that's where I'm standing on with Liverpool right now and Everton. Because Everton, I mean, you don't see them, you know, oh my God, they're going to go face against, you know, the Champions League champs of, you know, of their, it's Everton, to be honest. But you got a manager who's able to make oh, this man, team. Ancelotti versus Klopp is going to be that's, really that's, good. That's basically also another this is, this is, battle. Of the I don't even think I've ever been excited of Everton versus Liverpool. And I mean, yes, it's the Myerside uh, derby, but I mean, like, it, yeah. it, this is the first, I mean, Everton is just, they've made the right moves. I mean, that's something that you can really say with full confidence. I mean, James Rodriguez, smart move. Um, uh, Alan, another smart move. You, you're making, you're bringing in guys you're not trying to force anything. You're bringing guys that are going to fit with what you're doing. And yeah, I, you're basically finding the right puzzle pieces. Exactly. And I think that because of that, like, they're a solid team. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't argue with it. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. This is going to be a tough test for, this is going to be a test for Liverpool. 
can they go back to being like, hey, we're defending our championship. We're like, hey, we're gonna we're going for a treble. What 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 would you say if they tied? You can take some positive. You can take some positive from it. I think with the form that you've been seeing from Liverpool, I think in the form that you're seeing Everton playing, you can take you can you can come out with some confidence. I think Everton can come out with some confidence as well because it's a team that they have not really been that successful with as of lately. So if they can come out with a draw against Liverpool, I think they'll they'll come out with That's, their head highs as well. Yeah. And then the thing is, though, Liverpool, I think, will be going into this match after that loss against Aston Villa. They're going to be going into this match, like, hungry. And, and especially because it's a rivalry. They're oh, they be, got their chip on their shoulders. Yeah, they're, they got they got a big chip on their shoulders to be carrying around. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But who you got? Uh, I want to say Liverpool. You want to say Liverpool? Say Liverpool. Yeah. I say because I mean I'm there with you. I think Liverpool is gonna bounce back. I think, um, like I said, they're hungry. They're, I think they don't, I th- they don't I like knowing, knowing Jurgen Klopp. I know that he probably said something along lines like, "Hey man, remember this feeling? Because what happened after Estevilla? Remember how this feels? Because that's your motivation for next week." So you know, it's kind of one of those things where you come off a big loss and you know when you lose big, the first thing I think of is, "Man, I would hate to be the team you have to go up against." And then and then, and then Jurgen Klopp, especially being how. Emotional, how passionate he is. Oh man, you know he let them have it. So, so for sure, I think that I would really hate to be Everton right now because you're getting the. You're not only you're going to get their preparation for you, but you're getting their their all their all their frustration, all their frustration from that game. They're going to throw it all on you. So it's going to be a big test. This is going to be Everton's big, big test. I know they beat Tottenham, and I'm not trying to take that away from them. But this is the real this test. Is test right here. Like, can you beat the Kings? Because that's literally what it is. Like, you're beating, you're going to have to take on the Kings of England. As of right now, they're still the top dogs in England until yeah. they lose, until the end of this season, where we find out either they're going to still be champions or we have a new I champion. Know, I'm excited. I'm getting like little willies over here. Just fucking excited yeah. over here. I mean, it's a good match. So, I mean, we both have Liverpool. I think Liverpool is that team that can bounce back. So I think. It's fair to say that. Yep, yep. Well, let's move on to the second match. Um, chose uh, Hoffenheim versus Borussia Dortmund. I like this. That I mean, we, just... we, we, I said this before. Hoffenheim is a dark horse team. I mean, they beat Bayern. You know, they and that's that's nothing to say. Oh, you know, Bayern was playing with their subs and uh, they were doing this. And, uh, it was no, still, it was still it Bayern. Was, it's still Bayern. Mm-hmm. And like you, you said it last week. Bayern is a team that they're stacked deep. They got death. So there's no way you can actually say. And well, it's not like, it's not like, oh, we got this guy that can yeah, play this day. Dude, like, no, this it's like, no. no, we for sure know this guy can play. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm with you 100%. Yeah. So, and, I mean, um, and they, Hoffenheim has won three games out of the last five. And like Norman. I said, yeah. So, and like I said, I mean, it's, it, they've beaten Bayern. And Dortmund, if I'm not mistaken, they lost against Bayern in their last beat. Um, Luckily, it didn't have to do with the league. But it, I mean, it wasn't. It was over that Super Cup, mm-hmm. so it wasn't too crazy. But it was still a good match. What's you know to watch? So now I'm actually excited. It's like Dortmund's test is like if we can beat Hoffenheim, we can overtake Bayern. That's literally the logic right now, man. Yeah. Because I mean, hey, you the only thing you can handle right now what's in front of you. Bayern couldn't beat Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. And so, and Hoffenheim is a really good team. So I mean, Hoffenheim like, has a, so 
So um, I mean, they got that one player. Uh, I don't know how to say Kramaric, Kramich, Kramich, Kramich. Yeah. So, which is funny because, like, speaking of Kramich, because this is a man that scored two goals on on uh, Bayern Munich in that in that win. After that, Bayern Munich were trying to buy him. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you can't it's beat him, like, uh, I don't think it's funny. Like, it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna add his goal tally. Yeah, they 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 have that philosophy where like, oh yeah, you know. If, we got beat by him. You know what? Let us let him. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing that happened with Robert Lewandowski. They're like, oh man, this guy just yeah, beat us. Did you just whooped our ass? And you know, like, mm-hmm. let's get him. Let's get him. Same thing we got to. I mean, think about it. That's how they want. They wanted Rose, and Rose was like, no, I'm sticking. R- Rose was just loyal to the. Yeah, he's loyal. He's man. It's it's something admirable. But then you got Kamerich with six goals right now, and then you got Holland, who has four goals. So I mean, I, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. Yeah, this that's is gonna this be is going to be a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. I think um, for sure they're going to have maybe two, three defenders on Holland because because that's basically who it's going to be. So rough. Mm-hmm. I feel you know what I'm going to I'm going to say this. Oh, and and I'm really going to let's see what you got to say. What's up? It's going to be a close one. Oh, it's going to be real close. Okay. But I think Hoffenheim takes this game. Mm. Uh, as, as a Borussia Dortmund fan. I think this is going to be a gritty, a gritty match. I think Holland is still going to do his thing. He's, he's still going to get, get it behind the, get, get in the back of the net. Um, but I feel like, I feel like there's this thing about Hoffenheim. There's this magic going on right now in Hoffenheim where I'm like, they win ugly games. I'm sorry. Like they can get gritty. And if, Dormant, if Dormant stays with their play, they'll win. I, I'll, I'll say that right now. If they, if Dormant plays their game, they'll win. But if Hoffenheim gets to play their game, it, it's over. Like, there's no coming back from I mean, their side. I think that's a, that's a, that's a given to any team whatsoever. You play their style of game. That's it. Like, whoever basically controls the game. But is I the know Dormant is that team that can, can maneuver around, can be physical, can be flexible enough oh, no, that, to adjust to it. Hands down, and but and I don't think that this is a team. Hoffenheim is not a team that you can try to f- maneuver something to change the outcome. No, uh, on this one, I think they're gonna have to poke holes. Like they're gonna have to play thorough balls, um, wait for a counterattack if anything. I mean, there's that. Run. I think I think Gio Reyna is gonna be the X factor in this game. Mm, okay, so I feel like maybe Hummels might get. Ejected if it gets a little bit too gritty. I, I just have a feeling because that's, that's what I'm saying though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you can't let Hoffenheim play their game. No, because if that happens, that's going to be the end result. So for well, me, that's why I'm picking Hoffenheim. But I, I'm going to say they're only going to win by one goal. I think it's going to be fairly I, close. I think. I think. I, I want to say Dortmund takes it. Dortmund is going to take it. Okay. Because I, I have a feeling that Dortmund have something to prove. It's been proven every season. Like, yes, we can stand against Bayern, but it's not like we're going to win against Bayern. It's always like, okay, they're going to be in by one, by two goals. And, you know, it's, 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 they got to prove it that they can beat Bayern. And I guess the first step would be beating Hoffenheim, a team who beat Bayern and actually beat them that pretty bad. So, yeah. No, 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 I'm with you. All right. So, the third team. This is actually a surprising one. 
Etafe versus Barcelona. Is Getafe a, a Catalonian team? I believe they are. Let me double check. I don't want to say yes and then be wrong. Uh, but I think this is going to be a really good game for not not necessarily for for oh, like no, appeal uh, reasons, but I think there's a story that's worth following in this one. Well, I mean, Adolf is technically a city on the south of the community of Madrid, so they're oh, so they're not. No, they're not. So they're south of Madrid, apparently. So it's like a. Who am I thinking of then? You're probably thinking of uh, Espanol. Yeah, they're Espanol. thinking about they're racing Espanol. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's who you're thinking of. That, that's where it was like the. I guess you could call it the Barcelona Derby, the Catalonia Derby. Yeah, that's Catalonia. Um. So yeah. Um. I'm I'm excited for that one. Um. It's I, I I'm mostly excited for the reason of like. Antofati, Sergino Des. I mean, they just came off of, well, they didn't just come off the game because obviously they had an international break, but obviously they came off that big win where Antofati did score two goals. And, yeah. And then and, and I feel like, I think there was like a little, a little spark there for Messi seeing, seeing Antofati doing his thing. Um, so this, once again, this is like Barcelona's attempt to like re- rekindle the, the rekindle love. Rekindle the, the passion, the love that Messi once had for the team. I guess you could say it's like, how Ronaldinho took Messi under his wing, and now you got Messi taking Asufati under his wing. Exactly. Like so, it's kind of like Messi trying to show this kid why you should love Barcelona. And in some way, he's like, he's kind of, oh fighting. my god, I'm in love with Barcelona again. Like, it's <laughs> like it's like having like the, the childhood dream of his all over again. And I guess he's reliving it just through a different set of eyes. You know what yeah, I mean? No, yeah, for sure, I agree. And um. Barcelona has actually won the four of the last five meetups. Yeah, there's a there's a distinct like uh, there's a distinct what's the word to use? Uh, there's a there's a clear a clear mismatch here. Yeah, and, but the thing is, Hatafe is surprising. Hatafe is a spoiler team. Like they they always somehow spoil. So, uh, so like, near the end of the season, obviously, I'm not saying right now, but yeah. like near the end of the season, they always spoil. Like either Barcelona, either Barcelona or Real Madrid, or even Atletico Madrid. Like they, they, just, they, just, they somehow ruined the they, they ruined the standings. Three points away. <laughs> yeah, they, they went from them being a point behind to now they're four points behind, and, it, and it's like, damn it, damn it! Out of all teams, like Getafe, like remember we were having that conversation. Getafe is one of those teams. Espanol is that one of those teams. Palmas, that's Las one. Palmas is another team. I was like, it's like your teams are technically these big name teams with players and stuff mm-hmm. should win, but then it's like. No, nope. They get stopped. They get stopped by these, and it's just literally out the out of sheer luck. It's not yeah, necessarily yeah. like, oh, we got outplayed by this. No, they just got lucky. They, they got the they goal. Basically, like the big teams missed their shots and everything. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's um it's it's but pretty cool. For me though, what I like about this is that you're going to be seeing uh, Mark Cucurella. I really don't think I got that name right because it's a weird name, but he's Spanish. Um, he is a product of Barcelona. Of La Masia. Of La Masia. And the thing that, that's been interesting about Mark is that this man has been getting sent out on loan a lot. Yeah. Of times. Constantly. Year after year after year, he goes out on loan. And it's the, re- the, the real reason why is just the fact is, is just they can't play him. They don't have a spot for him to play with a team. There's too much death. Exactly. And he's a, he's a winger. I think primarily lives plays on the right side, but I think he can also play on the left. 
Um, he's a really talented player. I've seen I've seen him play plenty of times when he played with Ibar. I saw him play with Gaddafi as well. The guy is really good on the wing. He is a frustrating player. He, he was uh, he was annoying for me against Real Madrid. Um, but he's really good. But the issue is just the fact that Barcelona is stacked in the winger position. They're stacked. And, and, I mean, I mean yeah. they know they have this really talented player in Mark, but they can get away with selling him. So they can, I mean, they literally didn't get him for anything. They didn't buy him or anything like that. They just, he was part of their academy products. Um, and they could kind of afford to make this move for him so he could go place for someone. Um, and still get some money. I think they've got like 11 million or something for him. Yeah. Which, which is a decent amount. It's a decent amount. And maybe Gaddafi isn't the place to want to play in, in my opinion. Why did you get playtime? Did you get playtime? And I think with Mark, I am actually very high on this kid because I think he is really good. And I think he could be a bright future for Spain as well. And, and I think if he takes it the right way, if he takes it in, in good context, this kid could go and Get it, get play for someone else. Like this guy could, this guy, this guy screams Dortmund to me. Cause I think he, he, he fits with what Dortmund likes. Cause I think he is that, that winger, that, that hungry winger that like kind of like a, like a younger version of Roos. Um, not saying that they're exactly the same, but I mean like the tenacity, the fact that he stays in the play, like he doesn't give up on the ball as easily as you think. Um, so to me, a Dortmund kid or maybe, uh, an Atalanta player. Or I would even even say Chelsea. Like I, this kid could play in those teams. I, I agree with you on there, but I would say I would lean more towards uh Atlanta. 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 Sorry. Um the reason the reason being is because like Dortmund, they already got their basically their front line already done. You got Rose in the left wing. You got, I mean, I'm not saying like he's no, gonna no, go no, there. I, don't, I, mean, I know, I know what you mean, but it's like if I think first, you're taking this way too lyrical. I'm no, just saying no, no, that, no, no, no. but he fits with Dortmund, and I think you'll find out this weekend. No, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And but what I'm trying to get at is why she has a bad game, and there was like, what the fuck were you talking about? This? What are you talking about, man? He got injured. The fuck you talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, I hope he he plays he plays well. I actually want to see that because Barcelona needs to have. Um, a team step up to them because they need they need to play. They their players need to show up. They haven't been showing up. That's what that's what pisses me off. All right, man. So who you got in this game? I think it's pretty obvious. I mean Barcelona. So like I'm, I'm also going with Barcelona as well. I think that this game will be a little bit closer. I, I'll, I'll probably say Barcelona wins this game three to one. I, I want to say Barcelona win two two zero two zero two zero. So we're both going with I, the I two goal difference. They're going to focus more on the possession, like always, and. um so they're going to try to play more in the midfield, and they're going to try to they're going to try to play across the wings like always. They're not, they're not, I don't think they're going to try to go uh, down the middle. So. Okay, but yeah, so we both got Barcelona. I think I think well, well, besides the Hoffenheim game, I think we both kind of stuck with the same one. Yeah. All right, man. So time to wrap things up with which rather. All right, let's do this. All right, man. First one: Would you rather breathe underwater or fly in the air? Fly in the air. Can you elaborate? Superman. Man of Steel. Well, you're not going to have the steel part. You're just going to be able to fly. Yeah. But I think I'd rather do that. Remember, we talked about this, about this whole underwater deal. I, I don't want to know what's down there. You don't have to go down. You just can breathe underwater. Still. I, I, yeah. yeah. I'd rather fly. 
Okay. I mean, I'd rather breathe underwater because I actually like water. Okay. I like swimming. I like, there I like, you go. I'm a, I'm a beach bum. So, I, so I, I haven't been to the beach in a long time. Me neither, but I still love being in a, like, there's something about being in a body of water that just, it's just soothing to me. So I really do like it. No. Well, I mean, I like the ocean sound and stuff like that, but it, I can enjoy that flying above the ocean. <laughs> I don't even like flying. Oh, bro. I, I like flying. I just want to go at my own pace. <clears throat> Super Saiyan Goku or something like that. Okay. All right. Next one. Have your debt forgiven or guaranteed good health for a decade? So you're going to have either your debt forgiven for a decade or have good health for a decade. I guess good health for a decade. I mean, it's just as long as I maintain that good health. You know what I mean? I mean, I could be like, oh, I'm eating all kinds of junk food, but then I'll have like good health whatsoever. But it's just, uh, I guess you can say I, I have that. Cristiano Ronaldo mentality when it comes to health. It's like, you got to make sure you keep the Ferrari running right by maintaining it, taking care of it, and by stuffing it with junk food and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Even though I'm not a Ferrari. <laughs> okay, I can. I guess I can see that. Um, I'm actually going to go with, with uh, actually having my debt forgiven for a decade. And, and the reason why is like, I'm able to save, save up my money. So obviously, like, I'm able to be more wiser with my finances, knowing that, hey, I'm, I'm good for a decade of not having to pay my bills or anything like that. But then knowing after, by the end of the year, if hopefully have I saved enough money, hopefully I've invested into something that maybe has given me more money. I can take care of that debt once it's now a decade is over. And now I got to pay my, my now, debt. Now, here's the question though. Would the debt, as soon as the decade is over, would the debt, you would have to pay the debt fully or would it be like, okay, let's, let's now, after 10 years, we'll restart it month to month, kind of, you know. I feel like just, it's just back to normal. I think that's my, so, the way I'm approaching so, okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, okay, yeah. I, I guess I can see, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, maybe, maybe the reason why I didn't choose the debt thing is because I was in debt before and I managed to get myself out of it. I mean, that happens in life. I yeah. think, I think a lot of people, it's funny to me that like, they assume that when you're in your, your, your young early 20s that like you're supposed to be like having everything figured out, but that's not the truth. I mean, when you're, no. when you're in your 20s, you're, just, you're borderline stupid. I mean, like, oh, yeah. I, I tell people this because like, I'm like, especially like um, in school when I was, you know, when I was still going for my undergrad, a lot of people were like, you know, I took, I started working for the Houston Rockets. Like I took a big shot and worked for the Houston Rockets and it was minimum wage. And I remember everyone was like, because they were like, hey man, like, oh, I see you work for the Rockets. Like, you know, how much do they pay you? And, you know, like, oh, it seems like a great opportunity. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Um, he's like, hey, how much do they pay you? I'm like, minimum wage. He's like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, why? He's like, oh, they're, I got, looking, they're looking for living wage. Like, yeah, this, that's not good. That's not good for me. And I'm like, do you have an apartment? No, I live with my parents. Do you have bills? Uh, Netflix. That's not. <laughs> do you have, do you have a child? Like, no. Well, I then mean, why can't you, why can't you do this? I mean, that's, that's the reason why. And, and, and I say that, but I was baffled by that because like when I was working at the Rockets, I mean, there was people that were going to grad school. There was people with kids. Like they yeah. had like responsibilities and they were, they took a, it, it, when, when people work in, in, in sports and this, this is kind of like, I guess my little like, Hey, sit down. Let me give you some wisdom right here. Young blood kind of talk. Oh God. You're, you're clearly not the young blood, but I mean, like, what I'm saying is Mentally, like, yes. when you have opportunities, like you got to take it, man. Like, I mean, you know, I've, I've done the unpaid internships. Like I've done all that stuff. 
And it's not because I did it because of the pay, clearly, because it's unpaid. But I did it because I knew that this could lead to something for me. And you had the opportunity to do so. Exactly. I mean, like, if I have the chance to do it, why can't I not take it? It's a big risk, but I know that in the end, it's going to give me a high, it's going to help me get into that position where I do finally see that pay. Like, I tell people, like, it's not about, I, I didn't, when I, when I chose to major in what I majored in, I didn't choose it for the money. I chose it because it was something that I wanted to learn about. I wanted to be, I guess, un- understand it more to get a career in that field. And so I, I always tell people, man, the money will come. Like the money's always going to come. You just have to be patient for it. But why not do, why not be patient by doing something that you love? Um, and that's kind of been my, my approach to everything that I've done so far. Like every decision I made is like, am I going to enjoy this decision? And so far, I've, I feel like I've had a pretty good. No, reg- no regrets. No regrets. No regrets at all. No, no regrets. No, no regrets. No regrets at all. But that's good, bro. But yeah, so there's, there's my little, uh, sit here, young blood. Let me tell you how life is kind of moment right there. There you go. Um, there you go, young people. Y'all would you me. rather own a, bo- I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this, but would you rather own a boat or on a plane? Hmm. Uh, own a plane. I kind of figured. Yeah. I don't know, no, man. No, 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 I don't want to be in the water. No, no. No, dude. Freaking Titanic incident all over again, dog. I'm <laughs> Where are you going in that boat? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Antarctica. I'm king of the world. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna try to do the office. All right. I'm freaking. But you're not gonna have it because you're gonna be in a plane. Exactly. You'll be like, my my plane, my my plane's just gonna. I think I'd rather have the boat for fishing because I do like deep sea fishing. Let me let me put it this way: the only way. That I would want a boat is if we rec- if we can recreate boats and hoes from Step Brothers. I'd allow it. Yeah, exactly. I'd allow it. Exactly. That's a that's a good underrated. No, not many people. Talk, well, actually, people in our circle talk about Step Brothers. Yeah. I don't know about other people, but uh, I don't but, feel like I hear it. Dude, I it's, just, it's just that boats and hoes music video, and then the thing is like, wait, who's steering the boat? All of a sudden, you say, <laughs> spoiler alert for people who have never ever seen Step Brothers, even though that movie's. God knows how. Oh wait, what? what? What was that? What was it about? Like, oh, you can't spoil the Avengers. Don't spoil the Avengers. But you can spoil the Step Brothers. I, I think so. I think people have seen. Uh, I'm pretty sure people have fucking seen the Avengers too. You asshole. No, no, not a lot of people. That's fucking stupid. Anyway, actually, you know what? You know what? If if y'all can't get to us, if y'all have seen Avengers or Step Brothers. Like, that's basically it. If y'all can leave something on the Instagram, let us know. Because I swear to God, I think people have seen more stepbrothers. Me- message us on Instagram at, uh, at insert name FC and just say, I, I've watched stepbrothers and or I've both. watched the Avengers. Or both, yeah. Or both. Because I feel like, I don't know why, but stepbrothers, I feel like it caught more. Uh, it, it, it was a Will Ferrell movie, you know, so people were more. Avengers is, of course, it is well known. It's just, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's some people that probably have to catch up with a bunch of them. All right. All right, man. Let's go with Dad at the amusement park or at the beach? At the beach, ironically. I mean, it's cheaper. I mean, I wouldn't want to spend like eight nah, bucks like on told, a churro. Like, like I told you, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather spend the day at the beach, like just listening to the ocean. Like it just, just being there, I like I like the smell of the sea salt. And I mean, you guys already heard that, that I'm a beach bum, so obviously the beach is going to be where I rather spend the day. In. Yeah. Um. All right. 
be a best player on a losing team or ride the bench on a winning team? I've I've been in both situations. It's it, I think I would be the best player on a losing team for the fact that you get playing time. Then it it is it is really fun to win. It sucks to lose all the time, but it also sucks not being able to contribute. Yeah, like it, it just you're sitting on the bench just warming it and you're just watching. And then let's say you do end up getting in there for like two minutes, and it's like, yay, we won! I did something, but I didn't touch the ball. Yeah, I think with with moments like that, like I would, I would hate to, I wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't want to medal because I'm like, I didn't contribute. I mean, I've just literally been on the bench this whole time. I mean, how many times have we seen that happen in the pro leagues? You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. a player has to play a certain amount of time before they can actually get a medal. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. So I mean, didn't it? Then um, there's Stegen. Didn't he not get a medal for the World Cup because he didn't play in the fucking World Cup? He still got a medal. He still got a medal. Okay. Yeah, he was but part I, of the World Cup team. But I can't remember who who was it that didn't get one just because they didn't play in a certain amount of minutes. I don't know if it was for the World Cup or for a whole different cup. Well, I mean, a backup goalkeeper is different, man. Like you can't. I mean, you can sub in a goalkeeper, but it's not. It's the dumbest thing to substitute in. It's. Especially, it's, it's, well, maybe not with five with five substitutes. Maybe you can maybe get away with it. But I mean, with, we only had three substitutes. Yeah. I mean, start their staking. Homeboys, homeboys are real good. Yeah, but I mean, with Manuel Noor. He was coming off an injury. Anyways. But yeah, anyways. All right. So that's the show. Now we want to give a shout out to Unhinged Sports Network, who we're now officially a part of. Yeah. So you can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. They'll also have a link to their website where they have all their podcasts that they, are, you know, obviously host host for. So you can go ahead and take a listen at all their other stuff. That, they have a wide variety of stuff. Like they have a NASCAR podcast. They have wrestling podcasts. Obviously, they have sports podcasts. Um, like I said, they wanted a soccer podcast. And quote, that's quote, unquote, siblings of ours. So yeah. So, uh, so yeah, go ahead and check them out, man. It's actually, it's really cool how much they're growing. So, I mean, for sure. So go ahead and follow Unhinged Sports Network. Also, man, if you guys like our dope logo that we have, which honestly, I didn't have much expectations of the logo because I just told her to, like, to have fun with it. Just pick whatever she thinks will fit for us. And I didn't even tell her the color scheme. Like, I mean, she literally like picked that color scheme. And I don't know did this girl like, you know, like somehow get into my brain and realize that black and red is like two of my favorite color combinations. Ironically, those are my favorite colors, too. And so, so she, she just made an amazing logo. So her name is Alejandra Gomez. She made the logo. She She's the best. Uh, I say that with full bias. She's the best. All right. I think it's a wall, but okay. All right, but you, if you guys have an idea, maybe you want a logo or maybe you have a business that you're trying to start up, but you need some some logos, go ahead and hit her up at on Instagram at Alec Gomez Graphics. Once again, it's at Alec Gomez Graphics. Just hit her up on Instagram. She'll take care of you. Just how she took care of us. Um, also, man, you know, once again, we got to shout out our boy, our producer, our beat maker, our everything. The newest member of Atlanta Go Madrid fan base. Atlanta Go Madrid. <laughs> yeah, well, now he's fi- fun of him. officially a fan of Atlanta Go Madrid, at Atalanta, and PSG, Roosevelt Spencer. And you can follow him if you guys want, if you guys hear our beats, maybe you guys want to do a little collaboration. Maybe you're an up and coming rapper and you want, want some beats made for you. Or maybe 
you're another podcast that likes our sound and maybe you want something done for yourself, go ahead and follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, you can, yeah, go ahead. It's, once again, it's at that guy dope um, to hit him up and get some of his work because the guy is a true artist. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he could actually make you an intro for whenever you walk into the room, have it saved on your phone. Next, you know, you just hear that beat. You're like, oh, snap. I need like a little reggaeton horn right now. Oh God! <laughs> but anyway, so that's the show, man. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you guys so much. Can't wait to do some more episodes for for Unhinged Sports Network. Um, I think this is a great a partnership, and I'm really excited, man. Um, also, if you guys want to follow us, we got an Instagram and a Twitter account, and it's at insert name FC. Um, go ahead and give us a, a a follow, and go ahead and like our stuff. We're gonna start. Be more active on the Instagram part. Maybe have some some little videos of the little crazy antics that we have before we go to shows. Maybe have recordings of the dumb bets that we're gonna do. Because I'm thinking of some really stupid bets. Uh, I can see him already. His wheels are turning. Those old dusty wheels are turning right now. Yeah. So once again, thanks for listening, and we'll we'll hope that you hear us next week. All right. Have a good night, guys. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.